Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the number 245, the 18th of January, 2020. Yes, you're here with us. Thank you. I am your first host, Alex Garth on March, which is always is Brett, Heathen Dog, Grissomer. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. And you are doing you're doing super times. That's this right. beautiful Saturday, yes. Yeah. And uh, let's see uh, uh, what's going on with me. Uh, nothing. Oh, oh, it uh, it snowed quite a bit here uh, last night and this morning. And uh, my my wife had had fun um, shoveling. That's good. You gotta you gotta yeah. find a use, you know, to make that happen. Right. 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 I mean, I, I offered to ready the snowblower for her, but she decided against it. She's old school. Yeah. Well, you know, you want to be able to work out, you know, get the... Because you're in those digging. That's a lot of, you know, transverse motion, a lot of, yeah. lot of ab yeah. work, strong yep. core, tighten sure, your abs, sure. get the hourglass figure. Yep. You know, it's very important. But, but... Ooh, butts are important too, yes. I don't know. If you attach one of those little exercise bands... To, to the snowblower, it'll jiggle you into shape, just like in the 50s. Yeah, those those have never worked. Oh, stop it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> not 100%. I'm not going to go and start denying the science of jiggle aerobics, but uh, <laughs> that's why all the top gyms are full of those, you know. No, they're just too expensive. That's all. Your wife shows, so why keep, not your kids? You have to keep filling up with gas. Well, he's only eight, so... There's a lot of whining involved. It's not as efficient. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got to stay out there and keep hitting him with a whip to keep keep him going. So, <laughs> for some reason, CPS got called to Heathen Dog's house. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Ah, speaking of not CPS, hey, Pax, good to see you. Get him a smaller shovel. Baldahar is full of solutions. Yes, <laughs> yes. It hasn't snowed yet here. It actually, it's starting to get cold. Wow. Your point is at eight. I, your point is at eight. I was delivering papers. We don't want to hear about your involvement in the drug wars, right? Yeah, you're not allowed to do that anymore. I mean, I, I swear to God, no. Actually, this is no. A true delivering story. newspapers, yeah, eight year olds aren't allowed to anymore. No, they're not allowed to. This is a true story. Uh, my my son got off the bus. We're only we're, we're three blocks away from the school. All right, but we live exactly a half block away from the demarcation of where walking and busing. Bus. Exactly. So he comes home and he forgets his homework. And I said, well. Uh, you get no computer, no TV, and no and no tablet if you don't have your homework. So, do you want to do that, or do you want to walk back to school and get it? Uh huh. He says, "I want I want to walk back to school and get it." I'm like, yeah, of yeah, course yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. So he walked the uh, three and a half blocks to school. He got there. The administrators called me and said, "Is he supposed to be here? Did you drop him off? Where are you?" I said, "No, he walked. He's eight years old. He can walk three blocks." To a place he knows, it, you, he literally we have to turn twice and then walk straight, and you hit school. Is that that's it? And they they and then I called my wife said, "Listen, there's like a thirty percent chance that CPS is going to come visit us <laughs> <laughs> because they ah! were super squirrely." Oh, there you go. Thanks, your thanks, Max. <laughs> but they they told me he's not allowed to to come in after school anymore. Yeah, which nice. isn't a rule. It's just they they don't want him walking. <laughs> oh my gosh have you ever heard of mongolian spots 
Mongolian spots. Yes. Uh, no. All right. It sometimes happens with uh, people of Asian descent. Uh, you get like these purple blue spots on your back when you're a baby, right? Or you're born with them. Okay. And you grow sure. out of them. It's a normal, sure. well-known thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son, when he was in elementary school, um, he got a shirt wet or something, and he's autistic, so you know, he's, you know he was in the special ed class. Got a shirt wet or something. Mm-hmm. Spot, not Spock. What else? Uh, and when they ch- went to change his shirt, they saw that he had these purple blue spots on his back that are kind of like lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they thought we were abusing our child, and that he had bruises all on his back from us hitting him. When it was just, it's a normal phenomenon. He's Asian, they're Mongolian spots. It's, it's not just Asians who get it. Yeah, it's a perfectly normal phenomenon. So get, get over it. And I was, it was, I was like offended. Like, what do you think I hit my? Kid? I was very mad. It's like, oh no, no, that 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 is also a dumb white person problem too. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my, I had a girlfriend. Uh, years ago that uh, she wouldn't got that stupid cup therapy thing. Oh, it got the bruises on her back, got the bruises on her back. And, uh, and I got the stink eye from, from her mom for like three months because, because uh, she, she thought that her, her daughter was lying to her and I really was beating her. It was abusing her in perfectly round circles. Yeah. In perfectly <laughs> round circles. Yeah. A, a, apparently a, a giant flat tack hammer or something just no, no, hold still hold still i gotta get it just right yeah, yeah just right Bang. gonna space them just right on you yeah exactly nice so yeah yeah so dumb dumb crap like that happens a lot well I'm talking about other dumb crap and he the dog see the dog but we have dungeon crawl oh. classics oh, <laughs> and character creation part one and a garth has more dumb crap we have iron man 2020 number one warrior nun dora number three and thor number one that's right two number one two number ones <laughs> And in our RNG, we're going to talk about that games as a service is evil. It is. It's I pure agree. evil. I agree. Absolutely evil. And we're going to talk about that because there's yeah. no debate about whether it's evil. But we're going to tell you in case you didn't know because it is. Yeah. No, no. There's a level of evil. We're going to show you the level. Well, she's Asian. You're not a doctor or lawyer. So since you are abusing her. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not nice. Wow. Wow. Ah. That was that was good. That was good. That's pretty good. That's a stereotype. That 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 also works for Jewish princesses. True enough. All right. Fair enough. All right. Yep. <laughs> Information. Today's giveaway is Alien Rage. It is an action shooter FPS sci-fi that's mostly positive. I mean, the aliens are mad, but they're happy about it. They bring a positive work attitude to it. Every time they go to kill you, it's like, let's play the glad game. And, and they, wait, I think I read that wrong. Anyway. Uh, Alien Rage is a very pretty awesome game. It's an FPS action shooter. There are aliens, they are raging, and you will shoot them, and people like it, and you will like it too. Yes. Of course, I like the idea better of that you're actually just having a positive attitude while doing it. Like, I know the <laughs> aliens ate my mom, but she was getting old and was sick anyway, and she's in a better place now. That's right, Death Carl. That's right, Blood Jim. And, you know, they fist bump. Just when you have the stream of Jewish princess. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, did you go over my helmet? No, no. So it was, it was more to the side. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about our streaming schedule on the Prime channel. Legion of Myth, roll out. 
9 p.m. Sunday, Lunar Silver Star Story. That's me. That's with Garthon. Yes. Uh, see, now it's a grid. That's amazing. Oh, look, know. look, he the dog. I would ask why heathen dogs is bigger than Garthons, but he would just say genetics. <laughs> Tango and Cash. Welcome to draw, son. Tango and Cash. That was <laughs> such a good movie. That it was a good movie. With all the remakes and reboots, how does Tango and Cash not get a remake or a reboot? Or, I know, right? Or We're Old Men Now sequel. I would pay yeah. in the theater to watch a We're Old Now Tango and Cash sequel. Uh, Dude, both those actors are still working, and they both still look pretty I good. Know. It's true. Yeah. Man. But I, I, I know why they can't remake it with, with new actors, though. Why because uh, the, the act, there's, there's no real action stars today. I mean. That's true. I mean, they're, they're, there's a couple you can think of, but they're not, like, branded as action stars. They branch out and do other stuff because they're pretty. But, uh, yeah, there, there's, no, there's you, no Schwarzenegger. You could or, make Tango and Cash. With The Rock? He's too swole. And, it, no, it looks it, weird. It'd be fine. And uh, not Vin Diesel, because they look, they're yeah. too similar looking. Yeah. They're not identical, I'm winding beans, you. But, uh, uh, oh, uh, Joe Mangelino, no, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, the the guy from, uh, from uh, True Blood, the werewolf guy. Yeah, he'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, I, that would be a good tango in cash. Rock and Jason Statham. Well, they already did. Uh, yeah, Fast they, they, and already, they already did their Fast, uh, Fast and Furious eighteen or whatever. Which it was. essentially, actually, kind of was Tango and Cash in a lot of ways. A little bit, yeah. When it kind of was. It, yeah. All right, Ravenslayer just proved us they did do that, but they named it something yeah. different. They named it something different. Hobbs and Shaw and Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs and, and Shaw. Shaw. That was it. There you go. There yeah. is it. Thank you, Ravenslayer. So they actually they actually did it. Thank you, Ravenslayer. But that would be a good we, team. We sit corrected. Yeah. All right. 10 a.m., Seven Days to Die on Monday. And then at 8 p.m., it's Don't Starve Together with My Fault and Sherris. But, but, and Sauce Mouse. And Sauce Mouse. Didn't mention Sauce Mouse, as he said, which is a crying shame. And that's why, to make up for it right now, mm. we are both going to say at the same time Sauce Mouse. You ready? Ready. Three, two, one. Sauce, sauce Mouse. Mouse. There you go. Not slow. You didn't say it was going to be slow. Jesus. I was trying to wait for you to catch up. You uh, didn't. We, you were saying anything. I started at the same time. All right. I was going to say we're going to sing it, but we're not going to sing it. No, we're not going to do that. And then Tuesday. Nothing. We're busy. Give us a break. Yeah. Come on. Kill it. <laughs> yes. uh, Wednesday, 10 a.m., seven days to die again for Heathen Dog. Thursday, 8.30, Imperial Black Survival. With Garthon and Heathen Dog. And we're teaming up against you people. So take that. 10 a.m. Friday. Seven days to die. I like the old way of saying it better. This is really good. Uh, I understand. But it visually. Visually, this is nice. Understand. Just yeah. memorize. Just memorize it. 8 p.m. Saturday. Leads with weekly live stream. It's awesome. Notice notice that Garthon is absent. Yeah, they didn't put me there. No. That's and fine. why is that? Because no one likes me. That's right. Oh, no, wait. No, that's wrong. No, it's because uh, next week you're not going to be here. Next week I'm not, no. Yeah, exactly. And this is the schedule for next so week. So tell your friends, no Garth the next week. Double the ratings. Yeah. Make Heathen Dog feel good. Boom. <laughs> Yay. And then, you know, I'll quit. I'll be sad. But my weekends will be free. There you go. I'll have more time for drinking and self-mutilation. 
Alright, and then on leads with two, the deuce. Is this your is uh, AC or is Idaho coming on? Actually, we we may have a special noon uh, noon start uh, noon, noon noon Central Time start, and Max Leal will be on. Ooh, that'll be good. I won't know it. I won't know until tomorrow. Though. All right, but we will let everyone know uh, via Discord and Twitter when we do know. Yes. Ooh, says Sherry's indeed. All right, Wednesday, twelve noon on Legion of Two, the Deuce Twitch TV says Legion of Myth Two. The year of the JRPG is with. The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. At 11 a.m. on Thursday, he's teaming up with Nora for Portal Nights. And then again on Friday at noon, it's Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. He's actually enjoying this JRPG because it's a good JRPG. But he <laughs> hates all JRPGs, but he's liking this one. And don't forget, Garthon is now streaming Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Uh, we had a long stream yesterday. You did? Uh, and, uh, my fault, and you learned a lot about Dragon Ball Z. I did i knew very little about dragon ball z i knew a little bit about it, not nothing but yeah i it, it very closely follows the show apparently and mm -hmm. uh apparently it was written for five-year-olds that's uh, that's what i've gotten out of it i know all the <laughs> dragon ball z fans are now mad at me but come on now come on. the the actual the actual anime was written for uh 12 year olds yeah so. it was written for kids i'm not saying it's not fun i have no way of saying it's not fun i i'm having a lot of fun I'm also kind of laughing at it, but I'm having a good time. And it looks kind of fun. It's a good game. We would enjoy that. And everyone joined me for that yesterday. Thanks. Um, might stream tomorrow during the day if I have some time, but at night, it's definitely going to be Lunar because that's what I'm doing. Yep. Gen Con 2020 gotcha. is coming in 2020, which is this year because it is 2020. Mm -hmm. Important dates. Badge registration, 26th of January, 2020 at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Very close. That's that eight days? Eastern. That is yeah. very close. That's a Sunday after this one. Ray Flair says burn. Sherris is a 12-year-old. <laughs> Be nice to Sherris. He's tall for his age. And activity <laughs> sign-ups are 17 of May 2020. And the best... No, And the best four days of gaming starts through July 2020. So be there. We're going to be there. You should be there with us. It'll be good. And you can join our Gen Con discussions on Discord. We love you, Sherris. Trust me. All right. Twitch, YouTube, social media, twitch.tv. Slash Legion Myth is where we have our Prime Stations, primary channel anime, comics, game reviews. He's the last team of Scarthon's retro games. We just talked about those. Legion Myth 2, the deuce, 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 deuce. Secondary channel, Max Leo, Year of the GRPG, and Norris Variety Streams. Those are fun. YouTube.com slash Legion of Myth. Uh, we have our individual segments, highlighted video streams, tabletop RPG videos, unboxings, things like that. Lots of good stuff there. Twitter, at Legion of Myth. Video game live stream announcements, giveaway updates. Uh, Daryl, the interactions, you know, tweet us, we'll tweet you, it'll be good. Uh, Dan Slot has blocked us on Twitter because he hates us because I said he, Mark Wade sucks and I've said he sucks. Yes. And he blocked us because he cannot take any kind of criticism. Well, we, we, we did say that he sucks, but we also said reasons. I mean, not, not just, oh, yeah, we also suck. said why he sucks. And yeah. Yeah. And Give considering that, even. you know, we, we are but peons, he's a peon too, but he's a better paid peon. <laughs> no one's signing up for Garthon's comic books. Just say that. I've never written one, but you know. Discord! Go to there. Chat with us. Be the first to know stuff. Uh, on Saturdays, I do post what comics are going to review. Yeah, things like that get posted early. Uh, game engagement, stuff like that. So Discord's a good place if you want to talk with us. That's a great place to go. And Shroud mm -hmm. the Avatar fans, if you want to Garyan, and you should, he is at twitch.tv slash community of the Avatar. He's gone official. When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. 
So hang out over there with Elgarian. But even better is to get our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, and find love in your Legion of Myth gear. I'd like to thank all of our Patreons. Thank you so much. Gary M., Brian H., Sharis. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. And top and cheers is Zahn. Thank you, Zahn. We really do appreciate all your cheers and your gift subs. Thank you, Zahn. Jamie Jen, Sean Paxler, Sean Butts, Synthetics, and Jensen. Thank you so much for all the gift subs you guys have given out. Uh, your support really helps us. To all of our subscribers, supporters, we really do appreciate it. It does help with our giveaways and other such things. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, for instance, the uh, my playthrough of Kakarot is funded through generous donations to the Legion of Myth. So. <laughs> we're like we're a PBS station yeah, <laughs> because of viewers and like, like you, you. <laughs> review system half stars horrible you shouldn't ever touch that it's bad for you no. it's bad no, for it's the actually, world it's actually unholy it's actually considered war crimes in many places the yes. Geneva conventions mm -hmm. were written for half star rated things yep. five stars extraordinary amazing you're playing as Vegeta am I? I don't remember playing as Vegeta yet Maybe I will. Who knows? Extraordinary. Bullet Center. Flawless. Very, very rare review. But it happens. Very rarely. All right. Full screen for this. It's important stuff. Boom. There it is. The opinions and commentary expressed in this episode belong solely to the individual commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to write a family-friendly atmosphere, this content is not targeted towards children under the age of 13 and may include the occasional use of foul or offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Grunties. Kakarot is also as Goku. Yeah, I know that. Try to tell me something I don't know. You didn't before this, did you? Well... No, because it said they explained you explained it to me during the game. Yeah, so that's why I figured it out. Because I was like, "Well, also they said Kakarot, you're my brother." I'm like, oh, well, that explains it then. But he's <laughs> named after a carrot. That guy's named after a radish. And then you had to explain the whole plant thing to me, and I was like, oh. But a lot of animes do that. Like, everyone yeah. will be named after Sundays or desserts or something. Yeah, yeah. Or by by the color of their hair or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not uncommon by no. any means. In a world where knowledge is key, there is but one man who holds the key. One man who is able to unlock the doors to allow your brain to enter the realm of true enlightenment. Ladies and gentlemen, I present unto you Heathen Dogs Tabletop RPG Fundamentals. Thank you very much, Garthon. Hello, everyone. Again, I hope we find you well. And today we're going into the character generation of dungeon crawl classics if you don't if you don't know i did the, the introduction two two sessions on the system and this thing is brutal we found that out but it has a special character generation tech you have to generate more than one character why because this game is fatal and you're gonna need them you need the buffer and i'm gonna teach you how to do that right now so go ahead and follow if you want if you want part two uh go ahead and uh, if you're watching this on youtube please subscribe give, give me a like if you like this and give me a down vote if you do not and leave a comment as to why yeah. why i offended thee yes there you go now we'll move on to the credits uh publishers goodman games 
and uh, came out in 2012. In the introduction, I explained the 2012 or 2003. I'm not going to do that again. That's that's sorted. Uh, designer, of course, Joseph Goodman. Uh, the price. Now, this is, again, this is still weird. But uh, at DriveThruRPG, you can get the PDF for 25 bucks, right? If you go to GoodmanGames.com, you get the hardcover and PDF for 40 bucks. Okay, it's a pretty good deal because a lot of times you're buying, you're paying 50 bucks for one book, no PDF, and you still need more books to play the game. This is the only book you need to play the game. But you can go to Amazon and for a little over 30 bucks, you can get the hardcover and PDF. Same thing, cheaper price. I don't know what kind of sweetheart deal Amazon got, but do that they, they basically walk up and say we are the monolithic giant you will sell through us and punish all others no i will not then you will not sell okay <laughs> that could be it could very well be it you know they roll in work you know on the back of the car wearing their you know play robe we are the dread fire amazon you know <laughs> so nice. you will not be here <laughs> man andre all right Hey, oh, right. comic recommendation uh, near my God to thee is actually the comic uh, biography of Andre the Giant. Excellent book. Outstanding. I appreciate that's what it's okay. called. Good to know. Good to know. All right, let's move on to character creation. Okay, everything that we're going to talk about today, this is the stuff that you're going to learn. Okay, you're going to learn about the character funnel. This is, this is the whole creation process that ends with you having a first level character. We're going to start with rolling stats. We're going to look at the saving throws, the languages. We're going to roll your occupation because before you were a hero, you were a pleb. And plebs had to have jobs. That was plebe. I think it's pronounced either way. Uh, then we're going to get your weapons, equipment, and trade goods. Uh, see your alignment. Get your name. And then we're going to do it again three times. Don't worry, I did it already three times. We're, we're only going to do it once. I, I did it four times. And then we're going to determine who lives to see first level. And what will be left of them? What will be left of them? Exactly right. <laughs> All right, let's 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 get it on. Okay, the character funnel. Beginning of the character funnel. All right, we're going to make some characters. Two to four, it says in the book. Two to four is is what you want to do. Zero level characters. I'm going to make four. But, wait, wait. Uh, so every person makes two to four characters? Yes. Every person playing the game makes two to four zero level characters for the very first level zero adventure. Because the level zero adventure is for classed people, but you're a zero level. You don't have a class. You're probably going to die. I, I enjoy this already. There you go. So your character, who's going to be first level, is one of the survivors of your band of merry fools that, you've, that you create this, uh, right now. Remember, gods and demons in the universe don't care about zero level characters. They don't care. And it's evident that the Game Master won't care either. Okay, so you're going to play all of these characters. And the one who survives is the winner. And that's that's the single... Now, it happens where more than one of your zero-level characters survive. Then you have to choose one to advance to first level to be your primary character. That happens. Now, like, like I said, these guys are rubes. They're They're... They are farmers and butchers and glassmakers. They don't know the sharp end of a sword, all right? So 
this as you can see from the picture below me this is the kind of thing that the zero level character is going to be doing when faced with an animated skeleton stumbling over themselves and running away and trying to stab it with a pitchfork yeah yeah well sta stabbing a skeleton is never a great idea no no no, no. doesn't really work that well but they don't know that no no one taught them that <laughs> they learn through experience just like you will that's right all right so the first thing we have to do is roll your stats now this is 3d6 top to bottom all right there is Yuch. no arranging stats there is no 4d6 drop the lowest there is no uh that's some no old school stat four. rolling right there it is it is now don't you you don't have to worry if you if you dump out the first time like i rolled a three four four two whatever you can't roll two three four four seven whatever because you're making four right they all can't suck and the ones that have really crappy stats well they're gonna die first so don't worry about it don't worry about it all right so let's see what i did okay all right now we can see what i rolled and uh, i didn't do too bad uh the personality 13 gives me a plus one that's good. The stamina is great. Oh, yeah. Stamina yeah, is 16. 16. That's plus, nice. Plus two to hit points, plus two to fortitude saves. This is great. And the agility is a, either a small child or someone with some kind of nerve disorder. Well, maybe he just, you know, doesn't get to the gym very often, you know. Well, that would be strength. He he can he can lift a, well, as not, much as you're Not if you weigh 600 pounds and you're 5'2". That's fair. All right. Now, uh, normally, if you have a, uh, uh, there you go. If you have an exceptional or, well, exceptional either way, uh, luck stat, then you would roll on another chart that your luck permanently affects some other aspect of your life, either spell casting or attack rolls or whatever, because you were born under that lucky star. But my luck is 11, which has no modifier. So I didn't bother rolling. And bother because it's not going to matter now it's based on your zero level on your zero level luck so during the course of my career even if my luck increases to 18 the the luck modifier rolled right now will not change it's going to be this forever and since this is zero since 11 is no modifier i didn't bother rolling because it's zero didn't matter yeah that's the way it is all right so moving on to saving throws all zero-level characters have no saving throw adjustments except for their ability modifiers. If you have a class or or your, your first-level race, uh, dwarves get bonuses to fortitude, uh, warriors get bonuses to willpower or something like that, and wizards get bonuses to to uh, uh, to willpower as well, you know, maybe that. But zero-level characters get nothing because they're classless. They're, they're worthless. The Only their raw, unmodified ability score is going to do it. So my saves are fortitude plus two, reflex minus two, Willpower plus one. To be fair, this is a lot of modifiers for a zero level character up and down. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. I mean, this this guy looks like a first level character, if not for that dumb minus. But uh, yeah, that's what happened. And languages, languages. Everyone has common. You start with common. That's good. And uh, you get an extra language at zero level for every bonus to your intelligence modifier. You have to have one language, so you could be you could have intelligence of three with a minus two, but you can't lose common. I mean, you still have to be able to talk or else it's not fun. Yeah. And if your intelligence is eight or higher and you're a demi-human, not only do you get common, but you also get your race language. Oh, and why don't good. they have their race language and not common? Because then you can't talk to them. That's bad. So, 
yeah, that's bad for role playing. It's bad for getting stuff done in the game. So they decided to screw that. And everyone knows comma. That's the way it is. All right. Now we've got that down. Now your occupations is where it's at. You have to roll for your occupation. This gives you your starting skill set and your starting race. All right. So everyone starts somewhere. This is where I'm starting. I This is a D100. I rolled a gambler, as you can see. Rolled a gambler. And that's cool because I got a plus one personality modifier. And that that's is like, handy, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, your, your skills are based on your occupation. So I have any skill I can think of that directly correlates with the gambler profession. So fast talking, gambling, obviously. Seduction, maybe. Well, lying. You also grifting, know when to hold them, when to fold them, when, when to, to walk away, when to when run. When to run. Yep. <laughs> Yep, that's exactly right. So all of this stuff, as as long as it pertains to gambling, I have a skill, and I and I get an un, unmodified role. Bel that's Bel right. Beldar yep. says you're a degenerate. That's who that actually means. That's that's right. That's that's a degenerate. <laughs> I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Lando, Lando is kind. Yeah. There you go. All right. Next we have a. That's true. Next we have equipment. Now equipment. Um, uh, your your that's what? that's a angry rabbit. That is a very giant angry rabbit. Yes. I just, I chose this because it was the picture next to the equipment table. Everyone rolls for, uh, for random equipment, but you get a weapon and you get a trade good based on your occupation. Me as a gambler, I get a club nice. and a set of dice. Looks more like probably, blood bunny than yeah, bugs. Bunny. Probably. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, the dice probably two D six used for guess what? Gambling. Now, uh, a zero level character, all zero level characters start with 1d4 hit points, 5d12 copper, and this one randomly rolled piece of equipment. It's a d24. I rolled it, and I got a small sack. Yes! Because I needed something to put my dice in. That's right. And I got it. So yeah. this was a super lucky roll, because a large sack would be way too That'd big. That'd be silly to put dice in. It would be foolish. I mean, it'd be rolling around. I got nothing else to put in there. It's just dumb. Yeah. It'd look all deflated and stupid. Forget it. Yeah. Small sack is where it's at. There it is. So that's what I got. Now, after that, you have to choose your alignment. Now, uh, this, this game simplifies alignment to lawful, chaotic, and neutral. Lawful uh, is basically a, your, your moral high ground character, and uh, you, you love structure in in your government's structure in your organizations you know because without without structure there's no form no function you just you just believe in, a, in an ordered life whereas chaotic on the other hand they're usually selfish and they're out for themselves and they really like uh taking on the status quo destroying the status quo not necessarily for evil ends just they they will look at an institution and say it's not working right shake it up and hopefully it'll be rebuilt better that's like smashing the anthill you smash an anthill sure some ants die and the anthill gets destroyed but the ants rebuild it they rebuilt it stronger could be that or you, or you could be just an evil butthead and you just want to kill fuck that's entirely possible too and then there's the balance all right uh, 
the people who follow neutrality understand that the world isn't black and white. Shades of gray dominate the landscape. And when, when they're thinking about the solution for a problem, they think about what's best for the most people. And mostly they have a middle of the road point of view. You know, like they, they can see both sides of the problem. So they believe they can come up with a better solution that helps everybody, which is fine. I chose chaotic because I'm a gambler. Yeah. And uh, lawful and neutrality doesn't sound like a good gambler to me. A good gambler is number one, selfish in it for number one, in it to win it. And cheaters are only cheaters if they get caught. That's a gambler. That's my kind of guy. So that's what I chose. Chaotic. It's fine. So we look at our next slide and you can see the, uh, the uh, uh, fillable uh, PDF from the uh uh from the open from the not open source but the uh the google drive that is open to everyone who wants it i'm going to put the uh the link in the chat so you can get it yourself now not only uh will this uh will you get this this four panel zero level character uh fillable pdf but they also have a fillable pdf for each class in each race once you get to first level so uh check out that you can download it you can download any of these PDFs and it's fine. It's all free. Don't worry about it. And if you're watching a, exactly, if you're watching a YouTube, uh, this link will be in the description below. So you're not left, left out either. Go ahead and, and embiggen it so people can read it and you can see what the, uh, what the character sheet looks like. All right. Now, as you can see, uh, Malcolm McBride, the gambler, has an armor class of eight. Now, normally people start off with an armor class of 10. 10 is your average armor class. But... His agility is so horrendously poor that it minus two. Now his hit points, on the other hand, remember, everyone starts with a D4. Well, I rolled a three, but his stamina is plus two. That gives him plus two hit points. That brings it up to five. Yeah. And his weapon is a club, and he's got a small sack and dice and zero experience points. Now keep it in biggin because I did this three more times. And if we go to the next slide, we can see the next three folks that we're working with. That's right. The next guy I made was Billy Lug. His occupation is a guild beggar. Yes, beggars have a guild, apparently, and he's part of it. Well, you know, you just rolled... get everywhere. That's right. And uh, I rolled his stats. Nothing, one exceptional plus two. Everything else is basically average. And his equipment is a pair of crutches and a holy symbol. How did a beggar get a holy symbol? Oh, that's easy. You hold it and say, oh, help me in the name of our Lord. There you go. It's a tool of the trade, my friend. Tool of the trade. Darn right. So is the crutches. Oh, yeah. yeah. And exactly. his weapon is, is a sling because a sling is just a, a long piece of cloth that you wrap a rock in and toss it or beat people with it or whatever. Next, we have Gatun Woodbender. He is a dwarven chest maker. That's right. He makes boxes with hinges on them. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Not just, not just your silly dumb box. Not boxes a, with not hinges. crates. Anyone can do crates. Anyone can do a crate. Whatever. Get back. No. All right. Now, his stats are, again, mostly painfully average. One, he has a pretty gruff personality. So, uh... Yeah, he gets a little minus on that. 
But uh, his weapon is a chisel, which he can use as a dagger. And his equipment is holy water and 10 pounds of wood. Maybe he was on his so way he, back from somewhere. He can make a chest at any moment. Ooh, give him he does days. have a chisel with him. Yes, he does. And the last, but certainly not least, is Ellurian Stalin, the elven glass blower. Now, these stats were all over the place. Look at this. This is crazy. Yeah, they're largely pretty good. I know. A strength of 16, stamina of, of 8, but intelligence and luck both have modifiers. That's freaking amazing. That That's one amazing. hit point's not going to do him any favors. No, no. That one hit point is not doing him any... Well, he rolled a 2, but, but. <laughs> with a minus 1 stamina... <laughs> That comes down to one. <laughs> now, I, I made a mistake. His his willpower should be plus two because his intelligence is a plus two modifier. So you can see that uh, his reflex zero, fortitude minus one, and just in your head, put in willpower plus two. And his weapon is a hammer. And his equipment are glass beads and flint and steel. Mm, very convenient. You can actually flint start a fire. Steel. That's right. If he had... 10 pounds of wood. <gasps> it's amazing how it all That's fits right. together. That's right. No one says your four characters can't work together. No, no, no hope one they do. said that. Yeah, if he sneezes too hard, he's going to die, but you know. Yes, yes. Uh, one, he's, he's one bad sneeze away from bleeding out. Yes, you are correct. Hey, you are. Now, uh, Matt, before we go to the next slide, don't, don't, don't flip it yet. Before we do that, Max Liao said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, you should make you should make sure that you roll a demi human and and use a demi human to go to to go to level one with, so we so we can see that." And I went, "Oh no! You can't tempt fate like that. No. If I'm not going to play these characters out, if I'm not able to play out the zero level adventure that whittles down to one, then by God, I'm going to leave it to perfect." chance so i rolled a d4 i rolled a d4 and the number i came up with number one being on the top left number four being on the bottom right whoever whatever number i rolled was the lucky survivor all right and guess what let's move the next slide and we'll find out oh billy billy you made it billy the guild beggar made it but what happened what could have possibly happened that the uh, the greatest character on this page, Ellurian Starlin, the elven glassblower, died and Billy Lug, the guild beggar, made it through the zero-level gauntlet? Maybe well, Billy pushed me, him down the stairs at the end? Let me spin you a yarn. Tell you a tale. Are there slides for this tale? No, there are no slides for this tale. All right. This is all this is all made up basically right now. All right. So there you go. Your village, the village where all four of these characters reside, work, live, have hopes and dreams, is coming under attack by a goblin horde. You got two days notice because the last of the king's guard made it back here to warn you and to warn your village elder and then died of his grievous wounds. So the village elder conscripted all able bodied in including uh Allurian starlin technically with one hit point still able body damn you <laughs> all able-bodied people to rally to the defense of their town well they trained up as best they could using their slings and clubs and chisels and hammers 
and the day came and they were put out in the front line to defend their world but only one survived well what happened to malcolm mcbride i mean we gotta got attached to him i mean we made him just now right i mean we went through that together right, well this right. is what happened to malcolm mcbride malcolm being uh being a gambler always thinking about things coming at you from right angles decides you know what i'm gonna go into this tree line go around the back kill some people from behind then retreat back into the trees lose them in the trees and do it all again rinse and repeat i'll get a lot of kills and i'll save myself the trouble of being killed in return well that sounded like a smart idea malcolm but when you went into the tree line to go around to flank the enemy you found the enemy had the same idea and they had about a dozen goblins that you stumbled upon bad news is you died horribly good news is your your blood thirst blood curdling screams alerted everyone else to this flanking action and it failed good job malcolm you saved a lot of lives moving on gatton woodbender gatton woodbender decided he was going to use his 10 pounds of wood and his chisel to create wooden flaming spikes using the flint and steel from Allurian Starlin to light them on fire and fling them at his opponents. Sounded like a really great plan. It didn't work. He burned his hands and he was unable to defend himself with his chisel and he died horribly. And then Olurian Starlin, having seen this, failed his morale check, ran away screaming, tripped on a dead body, fell upon his hammer and died. But how did Billy survive? How did Billy survive? Well, it turns out that when you're in a zero level fight, having that two extra armor class and that plus two to initiative and the plus two to your reflex save really keeps you alive. And this, this isn't just me talking. I went on the forums and, and read what the play testers had to say. And they actually confirmed that the higher your starting armor class, the more zero level survivability you have. Well, outstanding real life mimics art. There it is. Billy Love, the guild beggar, wades into combat, dodges blow after blow, uses his sling to fling rocks upon his enemies, and with his plus two to agility, gets a plus two to hit with the raged weapon, striking eye and groin after eye and groin. So when the dust settles, not only is he still alive, but the goblin army flees. Now, of course, this is a zero-level army, so uh, 90% of them are dead, and the village burned to the ground. So a Pyrrhic victory, sure, but now Billy has to adventure. Now Billy has to go off and find a new way. He, cannot, he can no longer be a beggar. Now he has to be an adventurer. Now, what do you think Billy should be? Should Billy be a warrior? Should he be a cleric? Should he be a wizard or should he be a thief? It's up to you, gentle viewer. Throw it in chat, go to our Discord, throw it up in Discord, go to our Twitter, throw it in the comments in the YouTube video. I am waiting for the winner. And that's what Billy is going to be.
There it is. Billy Love. All right, now, everyone, so get ready for that. That's right. And next time in two weeks, we'll be back for part two when Billy becomes a first class character or first level character. And uh, yeah, what is it going to be? I don't know. You don't but know. we're going to find out. He's not, he's not going to be a wizard? He could be a wizard. Depends if wizard wins. I thought you were going to say no wizards. I. It depends who wins. Depends who wins. That's what. I, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I will. I will abide. I will abide. That's <laughs> so that is the first part of character creation for Dungeon Crawl Classics. Now, as you can see, uh, making four characters at once. Uh, it actually, after the first character is made, everything is pretty easy. You just find chart, find chart, find chart, find chart, fill it out. You're done. Chart, 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 fill out. You're done. It's when you actually build a, a class or, or a race at first level, that's when you have to make all the decisions, which is it, which makes sense because the zero level characters are by definition expendable dupes. That's what they are. I mean, playing with four zero, zero level characters is very much like playing a game of paranoia. You know you're going to die in a hilarious fashion. You just got to wait for it. Pretty true. So see, uh, see me next time and we will make... Uh, Billy Lug from a hapless beggar into a great warrior or wise wizard or wily thief. I don't think wizards are wise. Mysterious wizard. Mysterious wizards. Yes, there you go. Mysterious wizards. Yes. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. So what are your thoughts on this tabletop RPG? What do you think about making multiple characters just to whittle them down to a single character? This is the character funnel. <laughs> so what what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's bad? I don't know. It's up to you. Now, is there a tabletop RPG you want me to do after this? Nope. I'm sorry. Not after this one because Max Liao got me a Christmas present. And it is Star Trek Adventures. And this is the one after this that I'm doing. But after Star Trek Adventures, is there a tabletop RPG you want me to review? Want me to look at? Throw it up in chat, Discord, Twitter comments below throw it in there i'll check it out what is going on all right thank you the dog thanks a lot you're welcome so thank you everyone remember subscribe to legion with for anime comic game reviews if you like this video and you want more be sure to like and share with your tabletop rpg friends this helps to challenge tremendously my intimidating visage will not be there next time though so remember be a legionnaire You ready for this? I am. Yes, Garthon's comic pull. Garthon's comic pull. All right. First up, Iron Man 2020, number one. What has happened to Tony Stark? How is Arno Stark now the Iron Man? What does it mean for the future? I don't know. I don't know. It's a cool cover. I kind of like the cover. Yeah, the purple is really Well, that's because it's a retro well. throwback because the Iron Man of 2020 was first introduced in, what, the 80s? So okay. that's part of the reason for that. Okay. Written by Dan Slott and Christos Gage. Art by Pete Woods. Cover by Pete Woods. Publication date, 15th of January, 2020. That's, that was Wednesday. Yes. It doesn't look like Iron Man. What do you mean it doesn't look like Iron Man? He's red and gold and metal. Yeah, a little circle thing in the middle. Actually, Machine Man is Machine Man's in this book too. 
All right, starts off with Arno Stark having a nightmare about some giant AI entity trying to destroy the world, and he's but he finds out he's naked. He can't fight and wakes up. Um, that's like like all nightmares. Like all nightmares. At some point. He's like, yeah, oh, but yeah. I have my R. Oh, I'm naked. Anyway, the the book does a good job with some character development for Arno Stark because a lot of people are unfamiliar with the character. If you think you know Iron Man because you read Iron Man in the 80s or 90s, or you think you know Iron Man because you saw the movies, the book comic books over the last 10 years have done things to Iron Man to make him unrecognizable to a casual fan. Mm-hmm. Aaron Stack? No. Arno Stark. Ravenslayer. So the... Well, Ravenslayer knows who Arno Stark is. Anyway. So, okay. All right. All right. Quick sum up. Tony Stark is not the son of the Starks. He was adopted by them. Those aren't his real parents. Uh, His real parents were other people. And they had another son who was named Arno, who was really sick and spent like, but a super genius, but he was really sick. So he spent like his whole life in like a giant iron lung bubble thing. Mm. So he couldn't get out of bed and, it saved his life and stuff, but he's still really grumpy about being basically trapped in an iron tube for most of his life. Fair. He's, he's better now, though. Meanwhile, Tony Stark had a bunch of problems. He was a hero, then it became a villain for a while, and then he got good and then got killed, but then an AI of him was running around trying to help people. Then that AI got downloaded into a biological reconstruct of Tony Stark's body, so Tony Stark was alive again until it was revealed that it was an AI inside a biological construct. So it was essentially just a computer program and not really Tony Stark. And that's how Arno Stark ended up taking Stark Enterprises away from Tony by saying, that's not even him. That's a computer program in a flesh robot. And as such, he's an AI and has no like rights unless he's specifically granted them, which he hasn't been. And they were able to steal his country, his company out from under him. That was after a period where Stark Industries was worth nothing and Park Industries worth a bunch, and then it flipped again. Anyway, man, that's a lot of crap. Yeah. It is complicated. What else? It's overly complicated. Welcome to, welcome to comics. So, Arno Stark's kind of a dick. But he has these premonitions that he knows the future and that AIs are going to rise up and destroy the world. So he is preemptively doing everything he can. Well, this is flesh robot. The people that make those cartoons, he don't like so much would like some of those special flesh robots. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see Arnold going downstairs to talk to his parents, like, Hey, good morning. Good to see you. Like, Hey, they're very great to see you, son. Hey, uh, uh, we, anything you can do for you guys. Like, yeah, we, we, this is great. I mean, we died and stuff and we appreciate you like giving us these robot bodies and stuff. But, be nice if we could leave the house. You know, we'd like that a lot. He's like, yeah, I would have liked to have left my iron tube when I was a kid. But guess what? I couldn't. And then he okay, l- that's not their fault. He's just being an asshole. That's pretty much the Arno Stark story. You okay. know, if the, once they do the you know, day in the life of Arno Stark, the dramatic music, the Arno Stark story, portrait of an asshole. That's pretty <laughs> that's much it. it. Right. Right. There's your behind the music title. Behind right the there. music, portrait of an <laughs> asshole. 
Flash robots are also known as LMDs. Yes. Oh, there's LMDs this book. So he goes out there and he is a foily, uh, a bunch of uh, Nick Fury LMDs and construction robots have taken over a construction site. MDs aren't organic on the inside. I know. Uh, they take over a construction website. He goes there. He shoots a couple of them in the head. He rescues the people. And basically, as the people are trying to escape, the robots are trying to escape an elevator. He blows up the elevator. And they're like, wow, he killed him so dead. There's not even any part pieces left. They're amazing. Yeah, Mark is right. They look human on the inside, but they're not. Kind of like replicants, honestly. Uh, from Blade Runner. The... Uh, it goes about kind of like a day in the life of you find out that the AIs are actually being led by Machine Man, the old Marvel hero, who is an right. AI. Sure. And he's like, oh, and they're trying to reorganize about uh, Arnold Stark's trying to stop them. They come up with their plan. They said, all right. Uh, and to show the, the AIs they can't screw with him, he goes and publicly calls like a press conference and on live on TV and on the Internet. He destroys his AI factory. They just bomb it, burn to the ground. His lead assistant tells him uh, afterwards, you know, that's a bad idea. That's just going to make all the AIs mad. Yeah. And he says, yeah, that's the entire plan. They're going to get mad. They're going to make mistakes. And that's when we get their leaders. The AI's plan is then, okay, you blew up what essentially is like what births us, so we're going to put a bomb on this giant hospital and we'll let everyone evacuate except the maternity ward. And then we're going to blow up your hospital. Yep. Y- you kill Completely where we're born, lo- we'll kill where you yep. were born. Completely logical thinking, but to a human, absolutely horrible. Yeah, it's, it's monstrous. Yeah. Uh, so they set up a situation... Arno goes and confronts Machine Man, who's actually there with the bomb. And it becomes a situation like, you know what? Is it kind of like a Mexican standoff? It's like, what, are you going to take me down? Are you going to stop the bomb? Because, oh, look, it's already ticking. It's going to go off any second now. What's she going to do? And Arno grabs the bomb and flies it off in the sky and it blows up there. And Machine Man's like, aha, you blinked. And then he gets away. Uh, Machine Man then takes like the little bomb droid robot with him because they... All right, plot issue number one. Well, number seven, probably. They sent a bomb-diffusing robot, like a little wheeled, tracked robot, to defuse the bomb. And they didn't just send a remote control. It has a full AI. Why? What? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? It's like like sending a pyromaniac to put out a fire. Yeah. Yeah, Australia. Um, (laughs) So they... So the so basically the the bomb diffusing robot goes to start to fuse the bomb. Machine Man kind of pokes his head out. It's like, do you really want to do this? He's like, well, not not really, because you know if you mess up, you die. It's like, yeah, I don't really like my job. It's like <laughs> that's all you're built for. Why are you smart enough to have this conversation? That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, especially when you know you're dealing with the evil AIs everywhere. Why are you using AIs? If you're dealing with uprising of AIs where all of a sudden robots with AI are all of a sudden going crazy, disarm every robot immediately. 
even if they're still good, like, you know, we have this major problem. We're going to power you down until we figure this out. And if they're still good, they'll be like, okay. And if they're evil, they'll be like, well, it's time to die then, Fleshbag. Well, you know, yeah. Fine. So, anyway. So, so and they did it just so later Machine Man could go to their secret. Their secret base is located on the 13th floor of the building. Of the hospital. That's the secret base of Yes, what else? They're not three lost safe at all. Machine Man would never do that, damn it, says Raven Slayer. That's right, he wouldn't. That's another problem. Machine Man is totally against everything he's ever done. All right, they go to the 13th floor of the hospital, and the little bomb robot says, wait a minute. Humans don't build buildings on the 13th floor. They just number them 14. There's no 13th floor in human buildings. And Machine Man goes, that's right. But we they created basically an extra-dimensional portal that any building that has a 12th to 14th floor, they could go program the elevator to go to the 13th and opens it up portal into an extra-dimensional space. Got it. That I thought was kind of clever, but also kind of stupid. It's like, well, that means you're dependent upon people building buildings with 14 floors in them. And anyway. And some buildings actually have a 13th floor that's not labeled in the elevators, and it's used for maintenance, laundry, things like that. So... That wouldn't always work. Anyway. Mishima's Jack Kirby creation stop right counting Jack's work. Damn it, says Ramslayer. I agree. But when they get there, the 13th floor is full of robots. Uh, awesome Android is there. Herbie from the Fantastic Four is there. Um, base, uh, who else? There's a whole bunch of base, like elite robot royalty is there, right? Original AIs are all there. Mm-hmm. And like, He's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. All these really cool robots are here. What's your autograph? Yeah, pretty much. He's like, oh, machine, man, you're in charge of them? He's like, I'm actually second in command. The guy in charge is over there. He built all these portals. We couldn't have done it without him. And it was revealed at the end, the AI who built all this is... Tony Stark. Man, he is super butthurt. Herbie, you can blow as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Modok is not a robot, Ravenslayer. Modok is a mental organism designed only for cuddling. Uh, or something. Well, it's only for <laughs> killing, but there was an episode of Secret Avengers where he was a good guy. He was like their head scientist. And he fell in love with this girl. And he sent her a valentine that said for love from Modok. And it was mental organism designed only for cuddling, spelled with a K. So... Arnim Zola. Arnim Zola is actually is an AI download into a sheet. So Arnim Zola could be there, but he's not. Mm. Not that I saw. Uh, anyway. So Tony Stark, the AI in a human body, wearing Mark I Iron Man armor. He, he's only, he goes by Mark I now because he likes wearing the Mark I Iron Man armor. Wow. And he's okay. like their AI god who's going to bring down the fleshies. I was like, whoa, wait, wait, what? Whoa, whoa. Even if it is the AI versus Tony Stark, it's still going to have his moral code and compass. He's not going he because he was acting as a hero for years, but now he's just mad. He, it doesn't make any sense. Unless it's some other AI of Tony Stark, because they gave they showed the AI Tony Stark like what has he been up to? They have like they had like a fake news thing, and he, they showed him like getting drunk outside of a liquor store. But that was weeks ago. No one's seen him. But I guess he. It just doesn't make any sense. 
So, the art's really good. Modok using as slave sounds normal. It does. Modok is a jerk. Um, so is Arno Stark. So let's ask ourselves some questions about Iron Man 2020 number one. Is it interesting? Yes. Eh, sure. Was the art good? Yes. Am I going to buy issue two? No. Because the plot is stupid. It's not true of the characters. I don't see a hero anywhere in the book. You know, I have two a-holes who I hope both die. Uh, so I just want everyone in the book to shut up and go away. It's not fun, but it's not aggressively bad. It's just the kind of book you kind of look at and you sigh and go, oh, so this is what they thought would, would be good. Someone took the art, the Iron Man of 2020, what if, or whatever it was from the eighties and decided that they really needed to make the book about him on top of other bad decisions. Because none of what they're doing with the AIs make any sense in the context of what an AI would do or anything about Asimov's laws. You're assuming that anyone who's made all these AIs for even like the most basic contraptions of toothbrushes, I guess, have AI, which doesn't make any sense by the amount of computing power it would need. But you're assuming that all these AIs, the people who built them, had never read Asimov or the other thousands of science fiction involving AI or the dangers of it and had never taken an ethics class. So none of it makes any damn sense. Uh, Ballard says, sounds like you got a wonderful issue one. You want all the mains to die so we'll have to see what happens to the second issue. Yeah, if it was a one-shot. As a one-shot thing where it got wrapped up real quick, yeah, this could actually be fun as a what-if. Yeah. As an actual series, no. So I'm going to give it... Two and a half. I want to give it two because I hate it so much, give, but... Give it two. No, nah, the art's good. The writing's Yeah, good. that... That's great, but not only does it not have a point, it actually goes against all established Pretty canon much. for no reason whatsoever. I'll None. give it to you because he's not complained. Yeah. I could go with two as well because it doesn't make any damn sense. It makes sense for Arno Stark because he's an a-hole. Arno Stark yeah, has yeah, a reasonable yeah. position. Yeah. The AIs are going to kill us all. Right, right. Whereas and, the AIs, you know, they probably will position is Arno Stark has tried to kill all of us revolution now it's like whoa that doesn't even make any sense yeah and uh, out of character machine man uh out of character using, Tony Stark out of character, out of character Herbie why is Herbie yeah, going even come on really come on and you know the 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 prevalence of, of AI in this in this book is just stupid as you said I mean right uh a bomb diffusing robot that has a full, full artificial intelligence, which means he knows he's going to die one day in a horrible explosion. Right. Uh, and if, a, it, a, if you a, did a, give an AI, AI to a bomb diffusing robot, it would be with the acceptance of this is my job. I'm proud to do it. I want not to be destroyed, but if I do, that's okay. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to ask him, Hey, do you like your job? No, it sucks. Oh God. No, no, you program. This is freaking hardcore. Right. If you were building a, robot soldier and his first rule was you know self-preservation he's gonna be a terrible soldier because he's never gonna go to yeah. war no Ravenslayer is a grease go down too as well good Ravenslayer so yeah two stars Iron Man 22 number one did not like it too many issues not too many dumb decisions hey Duncan 
And let's move on. So what are your thoughts? What do you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on Iron Man 2020 number one? Am I wrong? Is this genius? Is this really a warning for our future and man's over-reliance on technology? Yes. No, it's not. It's stupid. Uh, if there are comic series you'd like to review, let me know. And if these, and if you like these reviews, make sure to like and share this video with your comic book friends. It really helps the channel. And subscribe to Legion Myth for anime, comic, and games. Thank you. Be a Legionnaire. Yes, Carthon's comic pull. Today on Garthon's comic pull, Warrior Nun Dora, number three. Is your faith strong enough to sustain you through the forces of evil? Let's find out. Written by Pat Shan, art by Daniel Guetta, colors by Juan Rodriguez, publication date 15 January 2020. Alright, the original Warrior Nun Ariala series was done in the 90s by Ben Dunn, Antarctic Press. Uh, loved the series, a lot of fun, uh, hot nuns in tight clothes, uh, eat, killing Michael demons, Will. you know. Sure. It was good. Yeah. Uh, Warrior Nun Dora is none of those things. Oh. All right. So basically, Warrior Nun Dora is made as a way to add, like a preemptive advertisement because, uh, was it Netflix or Amazon, is working on a Warrior Nun series. Um, oh, okay. Dear God, I hope it's not based off this character. Uh, because as a series... Instead of having someone who's devoted to their faith and is using it to fight demons and save people, you get someone who absolutely hates the religion, is forced into sitting with these nuns, and at every single moment they show her goodness and kindness, she always, you know, just kind of throws it back in their faces, so a hole. Um, the the main character is completely unlikable. Uh, Netflix is Raymond Slayer. The people female around her, emo. Yeah, she's female a female emo, emo super grumpy, super sad. Everything's miserable teenager. Yeah. Um, uh, but in the book, uh, last issue, so demons sacked the convent she was forced to hang out in. Uh, everyone, mo Almost everyone died. They were to fight her off because somehow she was able to use the super magic holy gauntlet and it frightened them all away. Uh, here they basically drive for two days. They end up at this camp. It could have just a teenager since what else? 73. Pretty much. Um, when they get to the camp, Dora finds out that her aunt, who is a nun, who they never talked about before in the series, is there. And she's a warrior nun, too. Another typical millennial. <laughs> uh, which makes her all mad. She's like, she thinks she's all a setup because it can't be a coincidence that her aunt is actually a warrior nun. And now she's involved in all this crap. And her aunt's like, yeah, your mother doesn't know any of this. And this is a coincidence. That stuff happens. Or might be God's will. And Dora's like, yeah, whatever. F that. Screw your God. And so, and then like the blind nun who's able to like see things, they have a moment together and Dora kisses her. And apparently she's also a lesbian too because everyone's a lesbian. And she's real conflicted about it. The nun is one the blind nun with, well, with the visions. It's like, oh no. And kind of walks well, off. Well, according to every Grindhouse movie, all nuns are lesbians. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, turns out, the evil demon guy who they call like the 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 devil saint or something, it mm -hmm. has a captured angel who is using to see through the eyes of the blind chick. Duncan's learning, learning tonight. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> but <laughs> I've learned so many strange things. The which whatever, sure. So the evil dude who's the servant of Satan finds out where they're at again, gets a bunch of children of the corn. They attack the camp. Unless she's Rose McCallan. Uh, they attack the camp. They start killing everyone. And they're like, oh, you have to use your power to save us, Dora. She's like, nah. No, I won't. This wait is all minute, crap. This is all bull crap. I got a, I got a question. Th this is like a warrior nun training ground. They can't do anything? Oh, no, they fight back. But, but you got to remember, they're like soldiers fighting, uh, you know, a soup Godzilla, essentially. Oh. This guy's like super well, mega then, powered evil. Well, then what's their point? Because they usually don't have to fight. So, see, that's a good point, too. Like, if these people are trained to fight evil, they should be much better prepared better. than they are. Yeah, better at it. Yeah. They're really bad at it. Okay. Get a bunch of children in the court. Yeah, sure. Exactly. So they all attack the place. And evil dude's blowing everyone up. And then, like, their plan is to resurrect, like, the evil one. And they got a skeleton there. And they're going to have the evil one's juice or smoke fly to the skeleton. And they're going to, like, use Dora as the vessel. Because the guy says, like, I could usually I could sense holy presence. And I sense it from all these nuns around who I beat up. But you got nothing. I don't even know why you're here. It's a joke. And then he like, so you're going to be the vessel for our new evil one. As she's, he's choking her out. And, like, the smoke starts going in her. And she starts laughing. He's like, what? what something, something's funny. She's like, nah, because you're all full of crap. And then she, like, breaks out of his grip and grabs the super magic holy gauntlet and uses it, like, to use one blast and melt everyone. And and as he melts, Evil Dude's like, ah, you've been marked by hell. We will find you again. And she's like, yeah, bring it. And all the nuns like, oh, my gosh, you have such holy power, Mother Superior. She looks at him and is like, nah, and, like, leaves. All right. So I hate this person. She yeah. she is it's like if you watched Star Wars episode 7 and on top of being a Mary Sue, Ray was also a giant a-hole. And was like wiping her butt with pictures of Luke Skywalker. You know, this is the kind of stuff she's doing. And right. sexually assault blind nuns. Yeah, sexually assaulting blind nuns, uh writing, you know, writing Sith on stuff just to piss off Jedi. That's what she's doing the whole time. And she's always being rewarded for it. At the end, she walks out. Blind nun goes with her. And she checks up on her family. And they're okay, but they're like, oh, we haven't been able to find your daughter. We think she might have been killed when all those nuns were killed. It's like, oh, boo-hoo-hoo. And then she's like, they, she gets back in the van. They're in civvies now because it's like two weeks later. And her and Blind Nun are like, oh, you can't tell her. Like, no, I can't tell my parents. I'm worried about them. I'm marked by hell. I don't want them to target my family. What's to stop don't them? Care. Just because you said hi, they're going to target them. Right about them. Whatever. And then they drive off together. It shows like she has like the magic gauntlet and beer in the back. She's underage. And, but she's a rebel. And Blind Nun goes with her to have lesbian adventures. And she still says she's a nun. She's not dressed as one. Okay, if she really was a nun and she did have those feelings, she would either A, deny them and keep being a nun, or B, stop being a nun and go have go on with that. Because if she respected her faith, she wouldn't still claim to be a nun while doing stuff is strictly forbidden as a nun. And not just like girl-on-girl -girl action. Any kind of sexual action is forbidden. 
So if she actually had any respect for her faith, she wouldn't even say she was part of it anymore. She would say, I was, now I'm this. Which she doesn't. She says, oh, I'm still a nun. No, whatever. So the book sucks. The whole story has sucked. I was hoping for a redemption moment at this point. Like, she's like, you know what? Maybe I've made a mistake or something, you know. And all it is is I'm a petulant a-hole and I'm always rewarded for it. And I'm better than everyone. And I'm going to say I'm better than everyone. And it's always proven right. And then I'm still going to be sad inside. I still can't get over the fact that uh, that this whole camp of, of warrior nuns... Yeah, is useless against the children of the is, corn. Yeah. Absolutely useless, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, like, the nun training ground where they first attacked. At least there were demons and stuff there, but still useless. Yeah. Uh, if you read any of the other warrior nun stuff, the other warrior nuns were badasses killing demons and stuff, and only when, like, you know, really bad stuff was happening, you would call, like, the elite warrior nuns, and then it would be a fight. This is just stupid. This is crap. This is... If you like really bad B-horror films, you might like it. You know, that's the audience. You know, 1970s bad B-horror film fans who don't care about plot, character development, uh, redemption, any of that. Uh, I hated almost everything about it. This issue had the best art in the series, and it's still kind of, it's not very good. One and a half stars. Word on door. This book sucked. The series sucked. I'm disappointed in every way. Uh, you, I've heard a rant like this before. It was a one star book. I've heard it. I've heard you hate on a book like this, and it was one star. I can't find my one star. Oh, there it is. Why do I one star get over there? Just a. You know what? I'm down. One star. Worried on Doris. Book sucks. Everyone involved in it should be ashamed. It is bad, and you are bad. And you should be ashamed I, you made this. Everyone involved should be ashamed. The mark of shame is upon you. I just, I just, I, I can't get over. I can't wrap my brain around the fact How that. How useless uh, the warrior nuns are. No matter what happens, yes, y'all just get I blown can't. up. I can't, I, I can't justify at all in my head how years of training allowed them to die three it, seconds it, it's slower. Like, it's oh. like if you went to the Shaolin Dojo with the, with a high school football team and you kicked the crap out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I've been training my whole life for this. Yeah. Yeah. And then the track team walks in. Hey, what's up, diaper boy? And you just skip, smack him <laughs> around the ball. That's what happened. Every time. Hey, Moose, get a load of this guy with a stick. You can't hurt me with a stick, but I got fist. And then they win. Every, you know, it's like, oh, no, they've taken our temple. And, you know, that's when you have to get, you know, oh, yeah, then they have to get the karate kid out there. Except the karate kid's a giant douchebag. Uh, absolute, absolute bad. It was all, it wasn't half star bad. It wasn't no. half star bad. But you know what? It was what definitely one star bad. Well, okay, this issue was like one and a half stars, but as a series, you're down to one star. Because it was supposed to get better. It was supposed to like have a redemption story. Yeah. It's supposed supposed to have that moment, you know, where, you know, you get the touch. You're like, wait, I see it now. All things matter, you know, or something. Not I'm not necessarily saying he has to start saying, you know, praise Jesus, jump him down, but something in that, oh, there is a greater purpose to life. Maybe God is within all of us. Something. But no, with her, it's like the power's just in me. 
It's like, God, you're a dick. One star. I hate this book. All right. Half star hate it. But I one star hate it. Outstanding. So right now, we currently have the worst book of 2020. And it's worrying. (laughs) That's true. Number three. That's true. (laughs) All right, everyone. So what are your thoughts in this segment? Was it fun? It was fun. We had a good time. What are the thoughts of Worried on Door number three? Did you love this book? Am I totally wrong? Is this the new Warrior Nun of the Millennium? And it's better than all the 90s stuff with those ridiculous anime girls with the big boobs? Who cares about that? We want ugly, skinny, goth teenager. That's what we want. And screw that anime style. Bleh. That's what the original series was. Yeah. Ah. If you like these reviews, be sure to like and share. If you have any books you want me to read, please let me know. If you're like this one, keep that keep that nugget to yourself. And if you like this, please let your friends know. Like, share. It really helps the channel and 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 the universe. Mm. Subscribe to Legion Myth for anime, comic, and game reviews. Be a Legionnaire. Pax's statement. Dora equals doesn't offer a redemption angle. Yeah. Oh, hey, Pax, that's clever. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> if you like that, yeah, that's right, Baldhar. If you like that, we keep that little nugget to yourself. Yeah, that little nugget's a butt nugget. That's right. <laughs> Garthon's comic pull. Was that the Jello song? It was. Mm-hmm. All right. Ah, copyright strike. Jello song. Sung poorly. Oh, no. Thor, number one. The War of the Realms has ended. Thor is now the king of Asgard. What does this mean? Let's talk about that. Written by Donnie Cates. Art by Nick Klein. Colors by Matthew Wilson. From the 15th of January 2020, Thor, number one. Starring Thor in all Thor production. Is it just me, or does that cover have bad art on it? Well, it all depends. I don't. That all I depends. Like do you love '80s hair bands? Kinda, yeah. Then it's awesome art. Okay. All right. <laughs> got on. the long hair. Got the headband. Oh yeah. Got the spikes. Lightning. Spikes on the boots there. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Point, uh, spike the side of the boot. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. If you're racing grease lightning. You need those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this phrase? That sure ain't Thor. Oh, it's Thor, my friend. It's and that, okay. That is not even close to the worst Thor costume either. All right. No, not even close. That's not even in the well. It's in the running, but it's not even near the top five. I could find five worst Thor costumes. All right, Jason Aaron just got done with an epic run of Thor. It wasn't exactly my flavor of Thor, but I can't deny how epic it was. It was big. It was consuming. It had the Jane Foster Thor. Had the Volstagg War Thor angle. It took the idea of Thor being a dude to of a title and the idea that the Asgardian realms are through a constant cycle of death and rebirth. The Midgard serpent, like everything dies and gets reborn over and over again. And mm-hmm. that's why you could have different Thors. That's why in different legends, Thor is different because it actually was a different Thor because it runs in cycles. And the War of the Realms kind of broke that cycle, uh, which is it was really an epic thing all put together. Everyone's hating on it. So, so, this book involves Thor, because it's about Thor. Uh, Donnie Cates, New York, new creative team is on this, and it starts out with Thor in Asgard 
uh, well, starts with a hammer flying through all the realms, uh, letting everyone know that Thor's in charge and Asgard's back Rainbows! together. Cool. That's right, man. <laughs> uh, basically, like, flies through all the 30 million realms, whatever it is, seven realms, whatever it is. Flies through them all. Nine realms, I don't remember. There's a lot of them. But, like, basically, like, all the happy realms will fly through, like, yay, it's the magic Thor hammer, we're all cool. And then it flies through, like, the evil realms, and they're all like, ah, oh, crap. So Marvel has Thor fight Thor. And it, they did at one point, yes. Uh, that crown looks like a mega unibrow. Yeah, kind of. So, uh, it, the hammer like flies around and stuff, and eventually it gets to Midgard, where you see the Avengers, Tony Stark, Iron Man. Wait, what? didn't I just I'm review not... Iron Man 2020, yeah. where that isn't, doesn't... Internal consistency does not matter. Ah, can treat every book like it's its own thing. You have to nowadays. The age where people, the editors cared enough to make everything consistent are gone. Which is either a good or bad thing, depending on your opinion of it. So, especially flash through the... So you see Captain America and Iron Man fighting this uh, giant kaiju monster. And the Thor hammer flies through the back of his head, exploding its head, and it dies. Nice throw, Thor. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he, he threw the hammer through like five, six, 18 realms of, of, yep, uh, yep. of, of dimensions yep. just to hit a dude in the back of the head. That's awesome. Yep. And well, the, well it's funny is Captain America and Thor look at like, nice throw. And then, oh, yeah. you know, I, Tony Stark, Iron Man, looks around. And we got a Sharpie. <laughs> One punch. Why does have a rainbow contrail? Because that's awesome. That's why Baldahar. Because screw you, that's why. You uh, heard of reading Rainbow? Well, this is Hammer Rainbow. That's right. <laughs> so, flying hammer in the sky. <laughs> it can fly twice as high. <laughs> they had Chris Cart writing a storyline uh, through all the books is over. Yes, it is. It is long over. Why you say woke? Just because it's Rainbow. The Rainbow Bridge. That, that's the Rainbow totally Bridge. Line with not, Thor mythology. Not, not, I know he's, trying to, he's just trying to be funny. But yeah, it's nothing with wokeness. No, the, it's just, uh, this is actually consistency. It's actually anti-woke. <laughs> don't get used to it. That's it's right. not going to happen anymore. Yeah, but. So, <laughs> Tony Stark has smiles to say, hey, we got a Sharpie. And then when you see Thor standing on the Rainbow Bridge next to Lady Sif, who's the new Heimdall, basically guards the Lady the Bridge, can see out all across all the realms. Man, he really does not want her with him at yeah, all, does he? <laughs> but Thor now does not look like he's on the cover. He has a big old beard. He looks older. He has an eye patch. Uh, he looks a lot like Odin, right? Sure. He's king of Asgard. Uh, Asgard had to be totally rebuilt. Uh, Odin's Asgard, Asgard was all crystal and gold spires and that kind of stuff. Thor's Asgard is all stone and wood and meat halls, you know, but classy. Yeah. You know, sure. But classy. Sure. Polished. Yeah, it's nice. The, but when he, the hammer comes back, it's like, that was a good throw, wasn't it? Did you see that, Lady Sif? Through all the realms, and I still got him. He's like, yes, I saw that. I see everything now, Thor. And when he grabs the hammer back, you know, because it flies back to him, he looks at it, and written on the side of it is, enjoy your retirement. It actually says, nice throw, enjoy your retirement. He kind of laughs about that. So he goes about doing Thor business. They kind of set up the scene of, like, this is the new Asgard. Has all re the realms have been rebuilt, the cycle is blah, blah, blah. Which is pretty interesting. And then... Uh, it 
they're starting to like, hey, we need to have a big celebration about why this is done and all the people and everything that's been going on. One second, please. I got it. One second. I understand. All right, we're back. So, uh, after that, uh, you see Thor is throwing. People are like, so we need to present this and do that. And Volstagg's trying to present the things they need for the celebration they're planning for, like, the end of the War of the Realms and they're being reunited. And poor King Thor is on his throne. He's kind of, like, not paying attention. All sad and stuff. Volstagg's like, kind of looks around and says, turns everyone to assembly. Well, you heard Thor, right? We need to do this and this. He starts sending all the celebrations. Like, and like, well, well, how much meat should we order the celebration? How much ale? And Volstagg's like, yeah, err on the side of too much. Because, you know, Thor's all butthurt about the situation. It's he, but that, that he's got, he's got to be the dad now. And he just wants to go around and drink and fight and beat up people. Well, what's, as everyone leave after everyone leaves the hall, uh, there's a little voice that comes out from the darkness that says, "Oh, how does it feel to be on Father's throne?" As Loki steps out, mm. to which Thor replies, "I wouldn't know, brother. I've only sat on my own." I was like, "Oh, that's actually a good line." Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, and they have a nice little exchange where. Loki's basically taunting like, oh, how's it feel that? You always wanted the power, and now you do. Are you afraid to give your great speech to all your people tomorrow? Is that why you're so blue? He's like, I've given plenty of speeches, Loki. It's like, not like this. You've given war speeches and aspire to kill speeches. This is different. This is addressing your people, inspiring hope, bringing people together for a future, and you're afraid. And so it's actually like really interesting the interaction uh, between Thor and Loki. Loki's a little jerk, of course. He says, "Tell me," and as Loki's kind of taunting him, Thor says, "Tell me, King Loki of the land of the Frost Giants, is it no longer customary to bow when visiting a foreign king?" And Loki sees a real sour look on his face and then bows. After which, Thor's like, "Leave me, Loki." And you should you enter my kingdom be unbidden again. He like grunts as he picks up his hammer. And I'll have my ravens rip your eyes from your skull. So it looks like it's getting heavier then. Mjolnir, you never grunted when picking up before. It's getting heavier every day, isn't it? What do you think that means? What happens when you can't pick it up? And then Thor flings Mjolnir straight at Loki's face like, No, brother, don't! And the hammer freezes in midair. Right when about to hit him. It's like, how did... What? How are you doing this? Since I'm the All-Father now. And the power that comes with it. You do well to remember it. So he leaves Loki, but he's still like, Loki's right. I don't feel cut out for this. I don't know what I'm doing, really. The hammer's getting heavier every day. Which... It's kind of cool, but also it's like, you just had a I'm not worth a hammer trope that lasts like three years. I was well, kind of over that. I, when you said that, I didn't immediately jump to that because they are, like you said, they just did that. What I immediately jumped to was that uh, 
since the old cycle is broken, Magic wants to create a new cycle. He's become Odin. Right. So he's no longer worthy of the power of Thor. He, no, no. Yeah. Well, he's no longer Thor. Right. So the hammer is getting heavier as he as he becomes less and less Thor and more and more Odin. Right. So, so he's so going to have to choose Thor. a new Thor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But while he's kind of contemplating the speech, the, it says basically he calls a speech that he's never going to give. Because then falling from the sky into Valhalla is Galactus. Uh, he isn't descending like mightily. He falls. Like someone just kicked the hell at him. Still, man, I mean... And still, it's Galactus. You can't... There you goes know, the neighborhood. Right. Uh, so, of course, he cracks the things. People get killed. There's fires everywhere. Thor immediately whips out the hammer. like, Galactus, you dare! Starts hammering on him. Galactus like, wait, no, stop beating me! So I only came really? here for help. You're the one who can help. The Plague Star! The Great Black Winter is coming. Uh, so, Galactus basically lays there for quite a while, saying, like, trying to fix the damage around him because he's not strong enough to move. The, the world tree, you're just still starting to rot and die. Oh, that's not good. Um, and so Thor, like, calls in all these people who might know what the hell to do with a Galactus. Where says he's the Allfather. He's the Allfather. Uh, Gugner is his weapon now. The hammer is someone else. So that's, yeah, yeah. You, I think you guys are probably right about that. Yeah. <laughs> Follow quick. I get life alert. Um, so Thor calls a bunch of people. Like, look, they said like they stretch my call now. Everyone, what the hell is a damn plague star? And what's Black Winter? Uh, and basically assembled around his table is Cosmic Ghost Rider. Um, and a couple of like Galactus's heralds. Okay. And, but floating through the wall comes, uh, Norrin Rad, the Silver Surfer, who, long story, no longer silver, he's now black. Okay. So Norrin Rad floats in, he says, the star is the end of everything. It basically explains to him, like, all right, where'd Galactus come from? It's like, well, Galactus was the last survivor, survivor when the universe collapsed. He saw what killed the universe. He was the only one who survived it. And he's the first person in this universe. And like, yes, but what, true, but what killed this universe was the Black Star, this Black Plague he's talking about. That's the end of his universe. Awesome. The Rot Blizzard. The Storm Blight. Many names, one truth. It's the end of the world. It's the end well, of the universe. There you go. It's like, well, Thor's like, well, crap. Well, how do we stop it? It's like, well, we can't. There's one person who can. And it's Galactus. Well, he failed the first time. Pretty much. Obviously. Pretty much. Well, the answer is uh, the Black Winter killed the universe before ours. So as Galactus devours worlds, the winter comes for realities. Galactus the only one who survived the winter twice, once on Taw as a man, and now he saw it again and we have to get away from it and live. But, but for him to be strong enough to fight it, they have to feed him. And he just happens to know where like some super energetic worlds that will superpower Galactus beyond his normal Galactus power, are. Mm -hmm. And that as a herald, he always hid them. Because he was terrified. Call him Reed Richards. He's from a big G before. Yeah, he has. You can ultimate nullifier him. So, of course, like, the heralds are like, oh, God, a glass with more power. I can't even imagine. And they decide that former Silver Surfersides, he's going to lead Galactus, but Thor's going to go with him. 
because he has to protect his realm, but mainly it's like he needs something. Uh, so that next day they go out, they go to Galactus, and he's like, and they tell him the plan. Galactus is pretty impressed that he Surfer was able to hide the location of these worlds from him. And Surfer actually tells him, you know, actually tells him, hey, we're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, shall we begin? And then he actually bows to Galactus and calls him master. Uh, what? Yep. Well, Galactus okay. actually says no. Why would he do that? That's what that's what Silver Surfer asks. Like, yeah, that's... <laughs> he says because oh, he's scared. He says the play star isn't a being or an entity. It, every entity that sees it sees it differently, just as Galactus is viewed differently by uh, people. However, when you see the Black Witch, you see your own death, and he's seen it twice now. But he saw it again. Do you know what I saw, Norn, as the embodiment of my one true death? I saw Thor. And then he blasts Thor with a mega beam. Everyone's like, no, don't do it. What are you doing? You'll kill him. He's like, I did not happen upon Asgard. I came before it. I did not come here for asylum. If you are to be the, my end thunder god, then we will kill the Black Winter together. And we were done. I'd have you close so I may have words with these. Until then, rise. Herald of Thunder. So Galactus supercharges Thor and turns him into what you see on the cover. A herald of Galactus. As a herald of Galactus. So the king of Asgard is now a herald of Galactus. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, that, so the proper reactions are either, that's kind of dumb, or that is so freaking rad. Those are pretty much the reactions. And you're with uh, me where you're in the... Uh, I'm in the dumb category. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. That's kind of... Yeah. It's kind of... What? What? Is that how that works? I don't think it works like that. I, I, I'll, every other, every other Herald of Galactus has agreed, has agreed to do it exactly. And you. So. Um, and why would you want to supercharge the guy you saw killing you? I don't. Yeah, no, that's another thing. No, no. Yeah, yeah. All of your heralds have been like super loyal in the past, right? Right. Well, the idea is he'll make him his herald, superpower him, and then they're gonna go stop the end of the universe, and then they're gonna kill each other. I guess that's the plan. It's all right. Sheriff says, "Why would Thor want to serve someone?" Exactly. Why? He's freaking Odin he's, now. He's that the, doesn't. The it gets him, It does get him out of being Odin, which he doesn't really want to do. Sure. Even though, if you read the Jason Aaron arc, he had accepted that. Mm-hmm. But now they're like, screw that. It's time to like look like a heavy metal poster and uh, go hang out with the Silver Surfer and fly through space as someone so plays metal. the Traveler's song in the background. Ah! You know. <laughs> That's, yeah. And 242 and Reed saved Galactus. Yeah, Galactus, Galactus was a hero for a brief time. Somewhat recently. So, Yeah. Let's ask ourselves a question. Is this an interesting premise as a number one? The answer is yes. Yeah. Am I going to buy issue two? The answer is no. Because uh, it to me is, do I want to see Thor lumbering around Asgard and like doing Odin stuff? No. No. Do I want to see Thor as Space Herald Thor? 
No, it's better no. than doing Odin stuff, but no. But still. No. Um, the art's really solid. I actually really enjoyed uh, Nick Klein's art style. It really matched for what they're doing in the story. Uh, so I thought that was a great fit. Donnie Cates is pretty strong as a writer, usually. The writing was pretty strong in this. Just didn't like the overall idea of it. Doesn't mean the writing wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Wilson's colors were on point. So it's an interesting premise, but not for me. And if you are a huge fan of Jason Aaron's Thor, you're either going to hate it because it's a different direction, or you're going to love it because it's another epic quest to go on, which is kind of what Thor was doing previously. Sure. Will this work out in the end? I don't know. Brad says, hey, no, I didn't like his look, but the art was nice. Yeah, 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 I agree with Slayer. Um, this look is, I don't know. To me, it's very hair metal. I don't know. It sounds like a triangle on him. I think that's actually, oh, I get the symbol on his. The symbol on him is the Norse rune for the thorn on the side of the world tree, which is both defense and destruction. Okay. So they're trying to make a point with that because they actually point out in the book that that's the symbol he chose to be above his throne. Um, I still WrestleTopia. It had the last issue is not out yet. Shares. When that's out, I'll review it. So final review for Thor number one is three stars. I liked it. I didn't love it. It was interesting. Nothing was wrong with it except for the idea of like now he's a herald and going into space. Yeah, that's that. That has so many problems attached to it that it, I could it just even, seems like a minefield. I could be talked into three and a half because I actually really liked his interactions with Loki and stuff. Uh, where Loki was doing the Loki thing of like, have you thought of this? You know, the worm tongue. What about this right, right. thought? Have you considered? And he's like, hmm, damn it. Now I'm considering that. You know, little worm thoughts getting in. But now it's like, it doesn't matter because I'm freaking metal space Thor. <laughs> you know so it's like you took everything you took everything you built with this self-doubt and the leadership and now it doesn't matter space thor you know so which is also side note my issue with thor in the marvel cinematic universe where they completely waste his character he starts off as a conflicted warrior right where he actually learns something in the first film about humanity, about about pride, about friendship. He learns something in the first movie. And the second film is just bad. Uh, but then in the third film, it was like, woo, party time, Thor. And in the and in Endgame, it's just like, yeah, let's get fat and drink and party in the space, people, Thor. And so he has, it's the worst arc of all of the characters. Just narrowly beating out Hulk. Hulk's arc is really stupid as well. But Thor's yeah. is downright yeah. offensive. Especially sure. when we look at the work that Jason Aaron was doing in the comics, which had this genius arc. Not my favorite story. I'm not going to say I loved it, but it was a great arc. It did a lot of interesting things with interesting characters. Uh, Jane Foster in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was some idiot. And she was like an astrophysicist for some reason. Whereas in the comics, she became freaking Thor. And... She won over the haters, which I was like, Jay Foster, Thor, that sounds dumb. And then you read it, and it actually grows on you, and it was actually interesting. And then she died, and it was interesting, and then she got brought back, and it wasn't so much. Um, yeah. That's right, Beldhar. Party time, woohoo! That's all. So, yeah. Metal Space Thor, not my thing. 
But you know what? I could be proven wrong in a few issues. Maybe this turns out to be a really awesome, like, epic tale. I doubt it. But it's possible. I'm open to the idea of this being good. I am open to this idea. I've opened myself to the universe and the concept of goodness with the new Thor series by Donny Cates. Copy that. Not Iron Man 2020. That's crap. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? What do you think of this segment? What do you think of Thor number one? Uh, do you love heavy metal space Thor? Do you, every time you see that, you just imagine him flying on his very own Thor's surfboard uh, with a rainbow behind it? No, uh, no, no, no. It's, it's not a surfboard. It's a giant axe guitar. Oh, hell yeah. It'd have to be an axe. He could just hell fly yeah. on, He could just ride on Halbjord. <laughs> That's right. And he could be playing the metal, electric guitar, the whole powered by his own thunder as he flies through space, a rainbow trail behind him, you know, just head banging the entire time. He's flying through space. You know, no matter where he goes, every time you see Thor, he's going to be through space. You know. Like, wh- wh- blows off women's shirts as he passes yeah, by. As he passes by, you know. <laughs> and yeah. always, it's like, it's like, oh, we have porn, have no food. Oh, the the scrolls are attacking again. Then it cuts to Thor. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, oh, you know. And then he just blows through the planet. The scrolls start exp- all, turn it, all shape change into hot women and their clothes fly off. Ah, you know. <laughs> Thor. Oh, protector of the universe. So, yeah, that's. <laughs> Written by Queen. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Ah. Oh. Nice. I want that. I want oh. that book now. Uh, see, I, we have rewritten this series to be so much better. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, if there's a series you'd like to review, let me know. Be sure to like and share with your friends. It really helps the channel. Like, share, follow the nerds. More comic reviews, more fun, more gifts, more subscriptions. Subscribe to Legion with Anime Comics Games. Remember, be a legionnaire. All right, hang on a uh, sec. I gotta go to the bathroom. What was time for the giveaway? Uh, okay, we can start the giveaway, but I gotta pee. All right. All right. We're time for the giveaway. giveaway. Exclamation point rage as we give away alien rage. Everyone can That's join. Right. That's right. Followers, subscribers. Exclamation point rage into your Twitter, into your Twitch thing. Make it rage, says Duncan. <laughs> Make it rage. That's right. Ha <laughs> ha! So everyone join. Join now. <laughs> I think me and Heathen Dog are onto something with that book. That would be the best book I think we'd sell. We'd, we definitely would outsell Iron Man 2020. <laughs> You're passing? Razor does not like first person shooters, I guess. Never everyone, exclamation point rage. Everyone join. Duncan, you didn't join. You typed it wrong. So come on, everyone. I have to many games to play this list of items. Go to pay. Ah, don't be a jerk. Just roll on it. I'm passing. Don't pass. No, not sub. Only it's for everyone, Duncan. Follower it says follower at the top, right, right there. Follower giveaway. Right there. Follower. You did not type it right. Try it again. He not betrayed me. That's true. I believe it. Dun, 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 huh. Well, I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah, it didn't work for you. I don't know why. 
I blame, uh, I blame Heathen Dog, because he's not here. It's not for Valdar either. Okay, so, uh, we'll wait till Heathen Dog gets back, because something's broken. Yeah, Heathen Dog broke it. I think he just wants to be sure that, uh, Valdar and Duncan don't win. You know, it worked for Pax, so I guess, uh, only, I guess Pax is gonna win. That's just how it is. Yeah, it's just how it is. Uh, thanks everyone for joining me yesterday for, uh, well, I was playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. That was fun. That game is highly suggestive in all of its themes. I don't know why it doesn't have a mature rating on that. Pax wins. It didn't work for Ravenslayer either. All right. Yeah, people aren't able to join, Mr. Heathen Dog. What do you mean, people aren't able? What? Pax joined? Yeah, he's the only one. Everyone else is typing it in. It's not working. Really? Yeah, Baldar can't. Duncan can't. Sheriff can't. Ravenslayer can't. Huh. Okay. Reset your bot. I'll close it. Zon can't. And I'll open it up again. All right. Try again. Ravenslayer. Nope. Well, that's weird. I guess Pax is supposed to win. Uh, I, see, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I see all these people <laughs> typing it in. Yeah, and nothing's happening. Nothing's yeah. happening. So, yeah, did uh, you close your bot down all the way? Yeah, no, no, I'm going to do it right now. What else is what you break? We're fine for you. Best with it. <laughs> well, I just, the, the bot said, oh, Pax entered? Okay, done. Done. Pax done. wins. Pax wins. <laughs> done. Forget it. It's all over. Yeah, he's working. He's shutting it down. Thanks for playing. <laughs> nope, Pax wins. <laughs> uh... All right, let's open it back up. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I just see Thor flying by. That's all, and, I'm, that's all I'm imagining. Riding on a giant axe. Yeah. Rainbow, uh, rainbow in the back. Uh, Long you know, blonde got, hair whipping as he headbangs his way through. Yeah. Like yeah, the, and, what was uh, that? Thun oh. Do you know what that looks like? Do you know what that looks like? Go back a couple slides. Do you know what that looks like? What? It uh, looks like the Thunder God from Dexter's Laboratory. Like when they showed like the League of Superheroes, they had a Thunder God character there. That's what it looked like. Ravenslayer agrees. Oh, what was that character? Okay, Zon's in. All right, everyone can enter now. Well, no, no. Okay, okay, sure. Okay, right. two people are in. Okay, Explanation Point Rage. All right, everyone All can right. Yeah, right. Explanation Point Rage. What was the name of that okay. character? Can't look it up I right now. Where if I look it up, it'll... The blank heathen dog screen. No, it didn't. All right, all right. I'm, I'm going to look at this real quick, real quick. Okay. Yeah. Dexter's Laboratory. Thunder. What was the name of that character? I can't even remember. Val Hallen. That's it. That's what he looks like. I'm going to show Oh, him yeah, here. yeah. Val Hallen. I yep, remember that yep. now. Looks like that. I remember that now. Yep. Yep. I hope I did. And he had an axe guitar for yeah, his yeah, magical that's, that's, weapon. That's yes. what it looks like. All right. Yes. Oh, okay. I lost my thing. Oh, it's cats. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's so evil. Get it away. Hey, now, don't, don't, don't hate. I hate on cats. All hey, cats. that's awesome. I hate on all cats. That is, that's my screen saver. That's beautiful. Die. Man, I tried I, to I go and space be a little, little special trying to show that video. It didn't work. I need a space dog. I need a space dog. Quick. I need a space dog. I don't have a space dog. Look, he's an astronaut. No, stop it. Come on, go to the right Hurting slide. my eyes. 
trying to go the right slide was going real slow. Pro streamer. Is it gone yet? No, it's not gone. See what happens? I tried to be a little special, show a picture of Val Hallen, and it just did not work out for anyone involved. we're back all right good thank god all right but it's very important to show the picture of valhalla yes that is very important <laughs> but yeah they look see a little bit of it but yeah so seriously it looks like valhalla yeah space force hostage feds are coming to forgarthon cuts in space see how hard it is to find decent background stuff for widescreen monitors it's hard to find a good desktop I'm just saying fair just saying all right so everyone expedition went rage we're moving on it is now time for the legion with rng we're talking random topics in the nerdosphere and if you like this random content please be sure to subscribe Today, Garth and he the dog are talking about. What are we talking about, he the dog? Talking about uh, games the, the as a service are evil. That's right. They are bad. That's right. It's not even a debate. A lot of times we have debates like, is this really yeah, yeah, not? But There's no debate. It's just level of bad, really. I right. mean, that's all we're talking about. Let's give our first quote. Oh, good. It comes from Yves Goulamont of Ubisoft. We are transforming our games from standalone offline products into service-based platforms where we can continually interact with and entertain our players. So, what does that mean? That means we're going to sell unfinished games for full price and then demand more money to finish them. If we even get around to it. Oh, and your ass will be online even for single-player games so we get your damn user data. We will know everything yep. you do in our games. Whether you like it or not. So that's right. Pay, 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 buddy. Oh, we're, you think you're buying a game? No. No, you're getting part one. Like Assassin's Creed Unity. Yeah, you got to be online to play. And guess what? We're going to see everything you do. Even with single player, you got to be online the entire freaking time. Servers aren't on. Doesn't matter. You don't get to play. They're basically reunited these days to the fully owned. Exactly. Yeah, you're, they're trying to get you to rent games. Because this game's as a service. You don't own a game. In the old days, you'd go to the store. You'd buy a game. You'd play it. If it was good, and you still, they would sell a bunch of copies. And they'd say, hey, we sold a bunch. Let's make a second one. Or, hey, this people are really enjoying playing this multiplayer thing. Let's sell an expansion pack of maps. Usually third-party companies did that. The maker was like, well, we're already making a sequel to that game. Let's, let's talk some more about this. From Andrew Wilson, the CEO of EA. Games as a service are reshaping our industry, and EA is in a position to lead. Our investment in EA digital platform that connects players across games, franchises, and devices authorized more data from our games than ever before. Mm. So that means we know exactly what people are doing in our games, and we're going to monetize the crap out of you. You like PvP multiplayer? Our data says you do. Get ready to pay, bitches. We're not even going to bother finishing the game first. Maybe a day one patch... We're probably just going to sell you the rest of the game. Yeah. Just like. But but the main thing that's going to happen is that they are going to mine their data. And whatever aspect of the game is the favorite, that's where they're going to hit it with the most uh, transactions. Damn right. 
That's it. We're going to take beloved games that had awesome single-player campaigns, re-release them with multiplayer only. That's what people mm. wanted, right? Right? Oh, yeah. That's oh, what you sure. like. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk to Tony Flame, the game director of Treyarch, who is famous for the Ooh. Call of Duty series. Okay. People want these immediately. They want them now. But if you get it now, they're not special. We have to find a balance. Which means, yeah, we can make a game completely, but we get far, far more cash you cows by parsing a game into episodes. And make you buy stuff that used to be unlocked as microtransactions. That's right. Remember the old days? You might find a hidden chest or something, or maybe it's a reward for beating the game. You'd get special stuff. Or if you found all the stupid eggs or whatever. No, no, no. Now you pay for that. Stuff that used to be just in the game normally, you pay for. Stuff that used mm-hmm. to be cheat codes, you pay for. And the problem is, the idiots who buy it telling them they're doing the right thing. Oh, it's not like it's not meter or net anymore. That's true, Baldahar. But the problem is, everything you do, they watch. They make you be online to play a, for a single-player game. And even then, the single-player games, if they're even completely finished, are going to give you stuff that used to be unlockable in the game, like costumes, skins or even upgrades, and sell them to you. And people are buying them, and so they keep doing it. Oh, and what I really like is that uh, they they have you buy a loot chest that has a random 10 things in it. And my God, one of them is really, really good. The only problem is they always rig the wheel, the, 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 yep. the RNG yep. wheel, so you only hit that like 0.05% of the time, which makes you buy more boxes. Yep, uh, loot boxes are an offense, and that's, you know, you can think of many things, especially Overwatch for that. Uh, you can point at like Perfect World games, but those are free games. If you're charging 60 bucks for a game and then making people buy loot boxes, you are pure evil. Hmm. So that's just crap. Well, you get, a lot, you get like one a level. Neverwinter, Neverwinter's free-to-play Ravenslayer. It has loot boxes, but it's free-to-play, so that's a little different. And loot boxes have mainly fallen out of favor, says Duncan, that's true. But even then, unless it's free... Anyway. And let's not forget, everyone, the most downvoted comment ever on Reddit. Uh, The last time I looked, it was over negative 6,600,000 votes. The intent is people were complaining about all the stuff in a game. And the EA's community team said the intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes. Okay. Now this, this, this was about star Wars battlefront and two battlefront two is specifically about unlocking the heroic characters like Darth Vader and whatever. Yes. And uh, people actually did the math on it. And you would have to play a certain number of hours every day for years to naturally unlock it. Yeah, to to naturally unlock through gameplay these heroes. Or you Uh, can spend 30 bucks. Yeah, it it was also super expensive. That's if you bought the base version of the game was 60 bucks. If you bought like the special edition, it was 90. If you bought the collector's edition, it was like 150. And then on top of that, you buy the season pass for another 60 bucks or more. It was just, it takes, oh, it takes actually 40 hours of gameplay to unlock Darth Vader and no, nothing else. Okay. That's all you're doing. 40 hours of gameplay. Just one guy, one guy. Yeah. 
So if, unlock, you, if, you're, if your job oh, is to, to unlock play, everything in Battlefront 2 just by playing takes 4,528 yep. hours. 4,528 hours. So I, I got I to gotta calculate that. Or you could buy it all for $2,100. Okay, that's 188 days of playing 24 hours a day. So let's... Let's put that down to a more manageable three hours a day. Let, but, let's say it's not. Well, your let's even job. say you play eight hours a day. Eight hours a day? Yeah, that would be right. multiplied by three. Yep, yep, yep. That's if you had did nothing but play that game for eight hours a day, including weekends. It's 564. That's almost two years. <laughs> yep. That's but bad. To, to, to unlock <laughs> everything in Battlefront 2, either takes 4,520 hours or $2,100. So there are so many microtransactions in this game. It's over $2,000 to get everything in the game. No, everything that, that that's, should not, be that's not everything. Yeah. To get everything. Yeah, that's that's all, of, all of the heroes or all the heroes and yes, all the stuff? all the heroes and all the stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Right. $2,100. Or 4,500. So that's insane. That's not a game. That is, that is another reason why this game was so crap. That's if you don't get copies. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of it's loot rolls. Well, unless you buy it. But time, you know, uh, awful. Absolutely awful. But is there hope that people stop pulling this crap? Is there? No. There. Well, recently there have been a few games that haven't been pulling this crap. Really? You mean there, there, are game there are game designers out there that don't want all the money? Well, they want the money, but they do it by making good games they want you to buy. Oh, like, Borderlands 2 idea. is a mess. Borderlands 3 is much better. Uh, the Outer Worlds is also... Right now, they have some epic shenanigans where it's only available through the Epic Store uh, for the PC. You can buy it mm -hmm. on console, of course. Actually, I think not yet, but the uh, New Sky sucked at launch. It sucked, but they fixed it. They took, they made huge piles of money off No Man's Sky pre-orders and stuff. It came out, everyone was pissed. But the team who made it didn't break up. They didn't start working on a sequel. They actually went back and started quietly fixing the game. And when they released fixes, they didn't make you pay for them as patches or game enhancements. They just put them out there for free. They said, hey, Here's new DLC for the game. It's the new Explorer pack. And it's free. And it fixes all the problem. Uh, the Outer Worlds has no DLC yet. And it's a complete game. And it's an excellent game. It's better than every Bethesda game Bethesda's launched in the last 10 years. Well, five years. Especially Fallout 76, which is... Ugh. They took Fallout 4, broke it, and made people pay extra for it. Yeah, yeah, they, they took Fallout 4, made it worse. Took out everything took liked out about NPCs, Fallout. Which is all the NPCs. <laughs> took out all the quests people liked, all the character development. Yep. yep. And basically they left you with realizing, oh, the Fallout games are actually kind of broken, aren't they? Without modders to fix all the bugs. Yep. <laughs> That's the saving grace of all the Fallout uh, franchise is modding it. Right. Like, uh, you, you, you can fix Fallout 4 with five mods. You put five mods on it, and it's exactly what it should have been at launch. Right. Whereas with 
Fallout 76 is basically like going to the sausage shop. And instead of going to the counter and buying sausage, you have to go in through the back door and yell across the machinery as they throw in chunks of unidentifiable and stinking meat. And you watch it squirt and goo fall out. You're like, I don't know if I like this anymore. <laughs> I don't really want sausage. And you, have to, and you have to like throw letters at a robot who might eventually roll a sausage at you. That's Fallout 76 compared to going to the front of the <laughs> store and buying a sausage, which is Fallout 4. Going in the back door for sausage sounds kind of weird. Uh, I blame, it is weird. I blame DZ, DBZ for making me think that. There you go. <laughs> uh, Doug says, Cyberpunk 2077, The Witcher 3 would also make the list. Uh, yeah, because they were not heavy. Well, I don't know about Cyberpunk yet. Mm. The studio has a good track record, though. Uh, the Witcher 3 does not have a ton of stupid pointless DLC or packs. It's not ha- half a game. It's a full game. And it does need a bunch of patches to make it work. It's not a sausage to grist mill. Well, yeah, that's how you make the sausage. Uh, Borderlands 3 actually does a good job with not having being full of microtransactions, having a full game. Hey, John Spartan, good to see you. So there are a few games out there, and the best way to let companies know this is what you want is to buy these games, which are great games. No Man's Sky is actually kind of a weird store because it was a terrible game, and you were able to pick it up at GameStop for like two bucks for a while, and now it's back up to 30 because the game's good again. Or not again, finally good. Finally good, there you go. Wondering pretty horseradish OPOP. Uh, it seems weird, Sheris. No, that, no, that's a clip. He, 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 he clipped you doing the sausage thing. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, so, there is hope for the future, but the thing is people need to change their behaviors. If you keep buying DLC, they will keep selling more DLC. The worst offenders are, of course, the Call of Duty games. Battlefield. They're put out yearly. They're half a game. Uh, one of the worst offenders... Did I have a picture of it? No. One of the worst offenders was uh, Call of Duty Infinite. The game that made that Call of Duty series, made everyone copy it, was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. Which is actually... Even I like that game. It's a fun game. Interesting single-player campaign. The multiplayer is pretty good. Not my thing. But the single-player campaign was fun and interesting. And character development. They made a modern re-release of that game. Which you could not buy. You could only buy it as an add-on to Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. So, and of course, you immediately say, well, why can't I buy this separately? No, no, you can only buy it if you buy Which makes you think, well, Infinite Warfare must suck as you're making the most popular game in your franchise only available for modern consoles if you buy this other game. And it's not free. It's not free. No. No. You have to buy one game to be the, get the privilege of buying yeah. the other. Yeah, yeah. It's a buy one, get one free dilemma. You no, know? no. Like, it's it's not a buy free. one, pay for one <laughs> dilemma. Yeah, it's not free. You still got to buy something, so it's not free. And then on top of that, when it came out, after you paid for it and paid for the second game, the game was full of microtransactions that did not exist in the first game. Sure. And then on top of that, all the multiplayer maps weren't there. They sold them as a pack. When the original multiplayer pack sold for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, it was $10. 
when they resold the same pack of the same maps for the updated version, it was 15. Did, wait, did, did you get a $10 uh, uh, discount if you bought the first one? No, you got nothing for buying the first one. Aww. You get nothing. They just, and then with all the, oh, just absolutely, absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. So, but, and a lot of people didn't buy, like, well, I'll just wait a couple of months and then they'll let me buy that game separately. They never did. Still, the only way to get the update. And even if you'd want it, because it's not even really an update, they took the old game, which was great, and then made it suck and filled it full of microtransactions to fix what they broke. After making you already pay for the game. Which should have been... Because it used to be when they release these kind of additions, they would say, hey, and a bonus, we'll also give you this old game too. Why not? We'll just throw it in. Yeah. Uh, said, no, I've, I've seen a lot of that. You know, like yeah. you, you buy the number three or four of a game series, and, hey, we'll throw in one and two. You know, right, whatever. especially if they're on like the last gen console. Like, hey, we'll throw this in. Why not? Yeah, sure. Nope. So, absolutely greedy bastards. But yeah, so don't, with our vast influence, we encourage you, do not buy that kind of crap. Because more and more, they're making these games that rely entirely on microtransactions after you give them full price for a new game. Yeah. I mean, microtransactions do have a market. Right. They do. In free games. Free games... You can have microtransactions. You just have to walk that line be, uh, between stuff we, are you, stuff that's worth paying for and, and stuff that you have to have to win the game. You have to keep a, you have to, you have to walk that line to not go too far. But if you're paying full price for a game, you should get the whole game. I agree. All Absolutely. of it. Uh, Duncan says when Microsoft remastered the Halo series, they include each game's DLC for free. They did. And those are actually great remakes. I have them. Yeah. Uh, Fox says, we, says, we're not making money on this broken piece of garbage. Broken, busy, fighting ATM and Trout. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So... Oh, oh, that reminds me. Falco Center, that actually reminds me. The 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 uh, part of uh, on, online games that I've been burned by once that uh it was years ago and i i spent i spent not a whole lot of money on it because microtransactions didn't exist then so i didn't dump anything into it but online games aren't going to be there forever they're going to shut down you're not buying a game like you did in the old days where you can just play it whenever you want no you're you're buying a service like garthal was saying and once that service is gone, your game is gone. That happened to me with City of Heroes. City of Heroes, I was in the beta. And then, then I played for all the years it was going. I got the expansions. I did all of that. And then they shut down and everything is gone. Right, Doug is like the Foundry. Huge, they had huge yes. investments of time in that. Yes. We had investments. Yes. We didn't even make yeah. stuff. We had huge I, investments in it. It's the reason I got the life. I spent 200 bucks. Right. For the lifetime. And that. the lifetime membership. And I, I play maybe once a month now. Yeah. Reeves Layer, what else? Uh, City of Heroes is back in the rogue server. You could play. Yeah. Yeah. But it is not exactly featureful. You know, I mean, Actually it is, I, yes. I, I tried. To, no, no, I, I, I tried getting on and, uh, 
logging in is like it it works two times out of three really i haven't had any issues yeah i've I've had issues well we'll try it recently because that was when everyone was trying to get it out when it first came back yeah but um, so yeah studios finally came back but well okay how about spore spore was a single player game single player game where you basically would make it like a little Basically, you'd make uh, one cell organism and evolve it up into a creature and try to eventually yep. try and take over planets. We, we actually gave that away on an episode here. Spore? Last year. Yeah. Last year we did. Because you can't play Spore anymore. Well, when when you could, we gave it away. Because they pulled down the servers. You cannot yep. play Spore anymore. Nope. It was a single player game that was that you didn't buy. You rented for a one-time fee. Or am I thinking of the sequel? Now you can't. You could be. Don't I, might, don't I might be thinking of the sequel where they pulled down the server and you literally cannot play it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of Dark Spore. Yeah, they pulled down the there sequel. Go. It's Dark gone. Spore. There you go. But the, the, the reason Falcon's Lantern uh, did that is because uh, one day, Shroud of the Avatar is going to be gone. Gone. Well, uh, MMOs always have a weird future. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be gone one day. But what that, the thing that about that is, is that, that's kind of different because those are online-only games. I MMOs know, are I know, a different thing. I understand. But the thing is, the the longer you play, the more money you're going to spend on it. So when it's gone, it's going to hurt more. Maybe. It is. Yeah. You know, uh, I there, there are some people, I won't name names, there are some people who have spent thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars on Shroud of the Avatar. It, I don't. I don't care if that game's around for thirty years. That's that 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 did not that that nope. That's not a. Zon says so. It has an offline mode. Has an offline mode, but I bet you money that unless it can connect to the server, at some point for an update, it'll disable itself <laughs> because that's how it works. Maybe who knows? But the, uh, but yeah, there are single player games already that because of their online needs component, yeah, can't be played anymore. And yep. that's really to be the big deal. With the online-only game, I understand. It's not going to be supported forever. Someday it's going to go away. Yep. Yep. But with games that are single-player, there's no reason for them to be online. You know, sometimes they make reasons like uh, Near Automata. If you played online, you know, it's a single-player game, you would see the corpses of, like, where other people died. And you could loot those mm-hmm. corpses and get gear or get upgrades and stuff, which was cool. And also let you know, oh, this is a very dangerous area. It's covered in corpses. Yeah. You wouldn't see all the corpses. There would be millions. But it was a nice component. Um, little things like that. Okay. But if you play it offline, you don't get that. But it's not a huge deal. That's okay. Right. John Sparta says when, when, they, when they discontinue a game, it should then be Abandonware, and you should be able to download for free and play it. If they're if it's no longer being supported, uh, Duncan says That's... Anthem is functionally a Halo game campaign and co-op, but it's a live service game because of minor cosmetic DLC. Yeah, there's no reason for Anthem to be online. If it was offline and had quests, it would be a much better game. It'd actually be kind of fun, probably. But as it is, it's a very clunky and kind of broken game. Yep. Anth- Anthem has stuff going for it, but online is not one of it. Razor wants a true single player without cloud saves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, I have uh, StarCraft One and StarCraft Heart of the Swarm on on CD, or yeah, on on CD. So I I can play that 
all day long. <laughs> yep. But I, I can't play StarCraft 2 unless I can connect to the server. Even in single-player mode, I, it won't play. It won't play unless the StarCraft 2 servers give me an answer when, when the game pings it. So if StarCraft 2 ever goes, I'll never be able to play it. Even the single-player campaign yep. will be gone forever for me. Until someone because hacks it. Because it has to touch the server. Until someone hacks it. Or, or has, has a workaround, you know, but then technically that's illegal. Right. So there you go. Yeah, because a lot of these games only survive because people hack them. So, to like like uh, City of Heroes, that that is that's not that's not a, a legitimate thing from uh, from the company. No, uh, that's actually semi official. Semi official? Uh, no, it is. They've actually had no uh, Cryptic Studios or whoever owns yeah. it uh, actually knows about Some, the servers. Yeah, they actually gave them support to get it running. And in no way they means didn't... that they're saying, hey, we like what you're doing. Go for it. It just is like, yeah, yeah cool. And it, yeah, NCSoft. Because the comp- the guys who set it up actually thought NCSoft was going to shut them down. NCSoft is like, basically said, all right, go for it. They gave they them. Could, they could at any moment. They could at any moment pull the plug. To. But they've given yeah. assurances they're not going to do it. But it's one of those, like, if they <laughs> feel like it, they can. Exactly. One of those company assurances, it's, especially a Korean company. like They're, they're yeah. running it without express written consent, but with implied oral consent. Which is meaningless in the business world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but well, what's, well, the interesting thing is... A NCSoft, slap tickle and a wink, wink, wink. You know, that's, compared yeah, to that's the way really the good. Blizzard or every other company treats their rogue servers and shuts them down immediately, Yeah. this one's been kind of like, yeah, go for it. Another weird exception is Star Wars Galaxies, where there's a couple very big rogue servers. And is it EA? Uh, Sony, I don't uh, whoever made the game, actually hasn't bothered shutting them down because they don't own the license anyway. They don't care. <laughs> it's one mm. of those, they don't even want to bother with shutting you down type thing. Because the company, one of the things is that people running the rogue servers aren't making money. Right? They're getting money, but they're using it to run the servers. They're not, you know, starting business and say, hey, we're selling DLC now. Because mm-hmm. once they do that, the customers are saying, all right, bitches, now it's on. That's when Lurish shows up. What else? 73 says, base secret stuff by the scenes based as long as they don't profit from it, they're going to mess them. Yeah, exactly. And it's been going public for almost a year now. Yeah. New expansion, Axonar. For Star Trek Online? Is that what we're talking about? You just like the Rogue Surfs EQ1. Yeah. Yeah. Except Sony wholly owns that, but they're okay as long as no one makes money, they guess. Joke about, oh, joke about not making money. All right, I get you. Yeah. Poor oh, Axanar. new expansion, Axnar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. But yeah, so. That's about it. That's about what we got for that. Games of service are evil. It's just a way of squeezing money and an excuse for releasing half made games. Uh, that's one of the... Th- Actually, I'm going to add this. That's the thing that makes me mad about the Final 70 remake. Yeah. They are splitting it into episodes for no freaking reason other than to make more money. That's not really a games as a service issue. That's just a we're not going to complete the game issue. Yeah. But God help me if that thing's full of DLC. Because judging by what they did with Final Fantasy 15, I don't put it past them. So, uh, Dice says, yes, maybe check out Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. 
I'd like to say I'm checked out too and I'm hardcore, but I'm going to buy it. That's how I am. Oh, uh, John's Potter says, however, I want to ask in all seriousness, name one MMO that it has no extreme pay to win. Well, if you consider Star uh, Star Trek makes you buy ships. Well, they don't make you. You can no, get away no, no, without it. No, 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 they don't it. make you. Yes, and and I did that. I had I have a series. It's on YouTube now where I, I go from level one to, to the max level, which is level 60, and did not spend a single dime using only the ships going through the entire right. content right. and spending nothing. So you can do it, and you can enjoy yourself doing it. You can even get top-tier stuff. Yeah, yeah. And compete in tie-in PvP. Yes. And pay no money. Yep. You can do it. It takes longer, of course. It doesn't take four years. It doesn't take radically longer. No, it doesn't take radically longer, but you will have to grind a little bit. But Star Trek Online is not grindy at all. Elite Dangerous. Yeah, yeah. That's a good show. Elite Dangerous is a neat game. Sarah says, how far back was that series? That was like two years ago now. Yeah, I mean, I, I when when they lifted the level cap from fifty to sixty, I went back to it to go from fifty to sixty yep, yep. with with the McCool. So I actually did it again, and you know, when, when they lift the level cap again, I'll go through the rest of the content again. But the current uh, with the current content that during that time, I went through all of it and leveled up max, and I only had the the, the ships that they gave me, or or the, or that I got for no money. What else? Seventy-three says Lord of the Rings Online could be paid fully for free, and you even get the expansions and DLC for the in- with the uh, in-game currency earned. In-game That's earned true. currency. That's good. That's true. That's good. Terra's Montage says raises questions. Yeah, yeah. Terra Terra can be uh, pay to win, but if you still suck, you're still going to lose because Terra's action combat. Mm. You're still going to lose if you suck. Yeah. yeah. Still um, going to have some coordination. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, some games are really bad about it. Uh, Black. Desert is is pay to win. Not to say it's a bad, but then you, that's a game you actually have to buy. But then you could buy like. Helpers. Then you have to buy more. Yeah, you have I, to buy it and then buy again. It's not as bad as. Uh, Arcade was Arcade. Yeah, Arcade got bad with really bad with the pay to win stuff. Black Desert's not as bad. Terra's pay to look fancy. It has the eight stats. Thought there was stuff that ate stats. Anyway, buy boosts. I think. But that's it for that discussion. Games as a service is evil, which is separate from an MMO, which is an always-on persistent world. There's a reason mm. that's always online. Mm. A game that's single-player has no reason to be. Or even uh, something like Battlefield 2, which shouldn't have been all online and all PvP, but hey, whatever. So what are your thoughts on this segment? What are your thoughts on games as a service? Do you think it's great? It's awesome. You're on the Stadia bandwagon as well. You're like, hell yeah, all online, all the time. I'm a 21st century digital boy, you freaking olds. Okay, boomer. Uh, if you like these red, let me know. Because uh, I, I want, can't believe you said that. I want defenses of games as a service. Because everything I've ever gotten as a service has pretty much sucked. Microsoft 360. All that stuff sucks, and that's all as a service crap. And it's all bad. I miss my old Outlook for work. My new work 365 Outlook sucks. <laughs> oh my god, it crashes, I, it freezes, it hangs. Man, I am still rocking Windows 2007. Yeah, that's a good series. Anyway, 
If you like these same random stuff, let us know. Like, share this video. Phil Earth sharing is caring. Caring is money. Subscribe, uh, <laughs> Legion Myth, Anime, Comics, Games. Thank you, everyone. Be a Legionnaire. Now let's pick a winner for Rage. Picking a winner. Okay, there are nine people watching. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's only eight people. John Sparta, you are not in on this. John Sparta, if you're still here, exclamation point rage, and you could win Alien Rage. Pax is probably going to be up in Magic MMO shop, but not spending as much as STO. Uh, the Magic MMO looks... He typed exclamation rage. Uh, if it doesn't let him in, it's because the bot's broken again. Oh, again? God damn it. All right, John Sparta can't win. <laughs> He'll rage with this button then. He's not broken again. God did you it. did you put in the update? No. Well, update I did it. not. I that no, I purposely did oh. not update it because when you update it right before a stream, it breaks. Well, wait. Apparently, that's probably why it's not working. It's probably why it's not working. Okay. So we're sorry, John Sparta. John Sparta, uh, uh, Garthon, sorry he did this to you. I am. Wait, what? There you go. Magikarp is on Proxy Stream Pokemon. But yeah, the. Uh, the Mexican the MMO looks different than everyone was expecting. So I don't know. It looks like it could be fun though. So wait, hang on. I got a question. Uh, is everyone fine with John Sparta getting screwed? Or do you want me to, to update the bot? Oh, just reopen do everything, it. Reopen everything and have you all type exclamation point rage again, just for one guy. I mean, I think John Sparta is okay with it. It's up to you guys. I don't know. It's up to John Sparta. I don't know. I mean, it's just John Sparta, right? I mean, <laughs> we like John Sparta. If Raven wins, give it to John. Yeah, Raven's Lair didn't really want to go in. <laughs> no, no, Raven's Lair said I don't even want it. Oh, you didn't even want it? Okay, Raven's Lair, uh, if you win, it goes to John Sparta. There you go. Boom. Done. All right, closing giveaway. We're picking a winner. Pax Federatic. The, the bot knew it from the start. That's right. The bot knew, knew it, it from the start. The first time it broke, Pax entered and it wouldn't let anyone else enter because that's the true because it knew. knew the bot just wanted Pax it to win. Knew that Pax was going to win. Could have anyway. ended it right there. Yeah, yeah, we could have saved ourselves a whole lot of time just doing that. <laughs> the bot's antisocial. <laughs> it's the AI. Right. They're mad that I. They're they they like Honor of Stark. They like Iron Man 2020. There you go. Where is Pax? There he is. Okay, Pax. I'm going to whisper you. The link you need. Yeah, we just, yeah to... the, the bots messed up. That's why we're not seeing the announcements from it in chat packs. That's true. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna whisper you the link you need to activate the Humble Bundle download right now. Boom. There you go. It's from the Legion of Myth. You just got to whisper. That's right. And you are a winner winner. Next time, the 20th of January, 2020. He the dog, he the dog, but next up in the live stream, two anime reviews. He was thinking about a certain scientific railgun. Any thoughts? I saw an episode of that. You did? Uh, it's it's been it's been on my uh, on my feed for like you'll like this, you'll like this. I just haven't haven't looked at it yet. In Garthas comic poll, they'll talk about Batman. Except I won't be here. Ho, 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 ho. So that's not gonna happen. RNG, uh, building side. We don't know the exact topic yet, but think about it, it'll be good. The giveaway will be the Metronomicon, a rhythm music RPG fantasy with highly positive reviews. Crazy. Crazy! <laughs> oh, John Sparta subbed. Awesome. It didn't say anything, oh, though, because the bot is broken. Hey, hey, that's you, not me. This, My I have bot's all this, running. All this My stuff bot's running. My bot's happy. 
I know. I have all this stuff turned off here. Oh, so I don't know all why I didn't stuff. do anything. Yep. Sometimes it's crazy. Uh, thank you, John Sparta. Thank you, John Sparta. We appreciate it. Maria's streaming time, by the way. Oh, cool. He not broke the ball, the bots. Streaming all schedule. Sunday, 9 p.m. Lunar Silver Star Story, complete with Garthon. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. It's Seven Days to Die with Heathen Dog. Monday at 8 p.m. Heat and Dog, Don't Starve Together. Thank you, everyone involved with that. Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Team Up, Imperium Black Survival. Garth and Heat and Dog taking on the world in Imperium. And Saturday, 8 p.m. The Legion with Weekly Live Stream. Anime, comics, games, fun stuff. You were just here for that. Giveaways. Be a part of that. Be there. And don't forget, Legion with 2. The Deuce. 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 Max Leo and Noro at noon, Wednesday and Friday, Legend of the Heroes Trails to the Sky with Max for the year of the JRPG. Thursday, 11 a.m. with Max and Noro, Portal Knights. Garthon is streaming intermittently. Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, Mystery Times, Mystery Streams. Watch your announcements. Be amazed as I learn the power of the DBZs and people explain to me the plot because I don't know. Jankon 2020, Joseph Indianapolis. <laughs> Important dates, bad registrations. 26 January 2020, 11 a.m. Central. Activity sign up, 17 May 2020. The best four days in gaming starts, 30th of July 2020. Be there. Twitch, YouTube, social media, twitch.tv slash LegionBit. This leads with Prime, our main channel. Anime, comics, games, the Heath with live stream, Heath with Alex team ups, Grandad's retro reviews, Beijing things. Leads with To the Deuce is our second channel with Max Leo's Year of the JRPG and Noah's Variety Streams. YouTube.com slash Myth is our highlighted weekly live stream segments, highlighted video streams, recorded tabletop RPG videos. Twitter, tweet us at Myth. We'll tweet you, tweet you back. There's where our announcements are. Pay attention to that when we announce things. And giveaway updates. Discord, go to that crazy address. Chat with us. Be the first to know. We often put stuff first on the Discord so you can know about them. And try the Avatar fans. Gary is now at Community of the Avatar. Oh, and get our gear. Impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies. Find love with your Legion with gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Thank you to all of our supporters through Patreon and Twitch. Gary M, Brian Nate, Sheris, Zon, Jimmy Jen, Sean Butts. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. It's your support that helps keep us going and supports our giveaways and other crazy stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well, live it nerdy, and have a great diurnal and novel.